Dracula. Hi, guys. The um, that gay Dracula that Suzanne was um, interviewing. He said he likes to feed and fuck. I like to feed and fuck. I was listening back to that segment. There's a lot to that. A lot of people wrote in about that segment. I'm talking about people's a, attention. It did. I, I'm talking about underdog uh, interviewing uh, the gay vampire and uh, the uh, the excitement that ensued. <laughs> oh, oh, uh, 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 yeah, I'm a gay vampire. Oh, oh. <laughs> Chris, you did that interview yeah. with uh, Suzanne. It with, was quite... uh, yes, Balthazar Ashanti's son. You know, Suzanne, I like to feed and fuck. <laughs> no! <laughs> <laughs> I was with my boyfriend. <laughs> no! <laughs> um, um, can, can I finish? Oh! <laughs> you know, where, where did you find the tape I'm going to play for Robin and uh, our audience right now? Where, where, where was that from? I'm talking about when she goes, yeah, when she's looking for the pen. Oh, well, you know, I, I try to check in with Suzanne like yeah, once a month and, and a lot of it's a little repetitive. She likes to tell me a lot of the same stories. So you never know where the goal is. What are her go-to stories about Jimmy Kimmel uh, and stuff? Yeah, Jimmy Kimmel, you know, I'm... <laughs> Six, 16 years ago, I, I, I was on Mr. Kimmel's show and, uh, you know, I was relegated to a, a rising star segment. And, and I really feel I should be on the main body of the show. <laughs> That's and one of them. Want, and she and wants she to get, pitch him the, um, the idea oh, yes. of a fashion uh, show. Uh, of course, I have the, uh, 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 the, the classic, uh, uh, Dracula dance, Dracula archive, but I also have a 20 minute Dracula fashion show where i display the <laughs> historical uh uh vlad vlad uh, uh tepish uh vlad the impaler of uh, fashions uh the dracula war many years ago as in the, as in the very I... oldman version of the film <laughs> why does she like the bram stoker uh version of dracula it's so sexual know. and it's she's so, so sort of not and so i mean they're, they're eating babies they, these women are like practically blowing the guy in bed these vampires very sexual i think like the original novel it's a way to sort of get off some sexual frustration without right. feeling like you're watching a porn you know right 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 tie right. it to this historical kind of elements that are in the film right. it's very it's an interesting psychological study whenever you call her there's a lot going on there well, I'm gonna but play yeah she wants to, to, she wants to do oh. a 20 minute dracula fashion show for jimmy on on his show you know what i could make a good argument for that i know like jimmy's moved on to a more mainstream show but if i had a late night show i would like have her come out in different outfits as dracula i mean i could see people talk about that. ratings right yeah i mean okay i'm not saying it's as big as having you know jennifer aniston on or you know or or, or, or Angelina Jolie or Johnny Depp after the trial, but I mean, a, 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 a sort of a, a display of different Dracula costumes. I don't know. I, I think that. Could well, it work. would re really be good if you could get those people to wear the costumes and do do walk the runway for Susan. Yeah, make a game out of it, like they do on Jimmy Fallon. See, I don't think she'd play ball with that, Robin. She has a very oh, specific kidding. way. No, because, uh, well, uh, Jennifer Aniston was not <laughs> around <laughs> in the Vlad the Impaler days. Perhaps Gary Oldman would be acceptable. 
You know what's amazing about her? You know, I'm insecure. I I don't go on a lot lot of late night shows because I want it to be great. She has no doubt that she's she'd be great on that talk show. She's always pitching and always uh, sure that if she was on. You know what I'm concerned about? How reality does not match anything she thinks. No, no, that's a problem. There's always a letdown. There's always a disappointment. Um, because you're exactly that. She she wants to be celebrated. She wants. Sometimes she'll say, yeah. do, "Do you do you think um uh, after I, I'm gone, I will be remembered, well uh, appreciated by by the masses?" And I always, <laughs> no. well, I always bring you up, and I go, you know, I know he may not be your favorite person, but we do celebrate you on this show, and many people know you for. <laughs> okay all right she always wants to change the subject you know it's never uh, here's what the fans wrote in awesome yeah. to hear underdog again it's been too long more underdog so maybe up or two uh two calls a month just to check in and see what's <laughs> definitely going, you know? yeah all right underdog is one of my favorite whack packers i knew she was going to panic when she got on the phone with that gay vampire great segment yeah, <laughs> i like the gay vampire too he's just like oh yeah so, you know i like to feed and uh fuck uh, hmm. i i feed and fuck i'm uh my name is balthazar ashantison I am an actual sanguine vampire <laughs> and uh i drink human blood uh well um if you if you follow the vampire's mo, uh, you you would not be calling me during the daylight hours. Well, actually, <laughs> let me finish, please. Actually, Suzanne, n- n- no, mm, uh, uh, uh. I go to Wolfie. I go. We're gonna lose her, man. Like he better calm down because you know he was trying to get his point in. She, yeah, it's all make believe. She- <laughs> but she thought she had him when she said, yeah. you can't possibly be walking around in daylight. And then Balthazar said, oh, no, no, no. The actual Dracula <laughs> did. He was just sensitive to light. And then she, she didn't, was like, like, it. She didn't yeah. like She didn't like that answer oh. at all. Well, he was smart. He you, he goes in in Stoker and she's a big Bram Stoker fan. You know, it's all right. about like Stoker. The Bible, right? He goes yeah. in right. his right. novel, <laughs> in his original novel, Dracula was sensitive to no hi Suzanne my name is Belfazar Ashanti son and I am a actual sanguine vampire um well, you know that uh, you're already contradicting uh, one point of the of vampires overall MO um, how come you're here in, in the daylight hours? Actually, no. Even Dracula walked around during the day. Oh, I, I, I remember he wasn't, that. He wasn't, comfor- he wasn't comfortable. However, I am sensitive to daylight. I am not harmed by daylight. Well, like if, where, if I'm not gonna, currently, sorry, please, where I'm sitting currently, where I'm sitting. Please. Please, let me, May let me I go finish? On. May I finish first? No. I'm not okay. trying, Suzanne. No. <laughs> He's a rude vampire. I'll May be. I'll I be about finish? to. I'll be Balthazar. You be uh, Suzanne. Okay. I'm trying no. to. T- I'm trying uh, uh, to tell you, me, sir. Sir. Now, now, you know, by the way, he's no. a rude vampire because usually, you know, you let the woman 
speak when you have that kind of moment. Um, listen, uh, according to Stoker's uh, uh, version no, of Dracula, sir, no, no, sir, no I, Suzanne, I need to make no, my point. What I'm trying. Uh, no. <laughs> you know how sometimes little animals they'll go, ooh, ooh, you know, because they're well, yeah, in no. distress. That's well, this what, is, well, you, what Suzanne does. Well, you know, uh, right off the top when she goes, um, um, it's never good. That yeah. um is indi- indicative of uh, something very indicative. bad. She very, indicative. She's sorry. very, uh, very, you know, she's about to erupt. Uh, from the fans, Underdog is one of my favorite whack packers. Uh, I knew she was going to panic when she got on the phone with that gay vampire great segment. Underdog losing her shit never gets old. She is a national treasure. I couldn't agree more. But, um, it, 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 you know. The point is, underdog panics no matter what the situation is. One time, um, and this is the tape I want to play you, Chris, Chris asked her to get a pen. And then just chaos ensues. Like, I don't know what goes on back in that house. I, I would love to see the house that you can't find a pen in and it causes it, whatever happens. To her. I've, I've been there. It's a, it's a, it's a little, uh, disorganized. I think that's part uh. of it. There's a lot of costume making <laughs> material and sewing materials, but I mean, it does sound like a, like an obstacle course. Why did you ask her to get a pen? Give me a little. Oh, she wanted my number. It was there was no genius thing to it. Right. I, I wasn't expecting that. She wanted my number. I said, "Okay, get a pen," and uh, this is what happened. Okay, let me know when you're ready, and I'll give you the number. Oh, oh dear! This this, this pen is not issuing any ink. Let me get another one. Take your time. found a pen. Uh, one that I tried was one of these trick pens that you can't push the button to make the uh, the point uh, expose. I, uh, I I kept turning it to make the um, point come out, but it wouldn't. I think I broke it. How could Jimmy not have her on? I mean, what, what, what's yeah, wrong with him? Just ask her to go get a pen. I'd watch that for a good see, 20 uh, minutes. Suzanne, can you mind going over there and getting a pen? I mean, like, it sounds <laughs> it sounds to me like her house is full of booby traps, like in the movie right. Indiana Jones, yes. remember? Her. Oh, yeah. giant <laughs> I like it when she goes, ah! <laughs> I like, what could be like, in your house that you put together that scares you like that? Maybe it's that giant ball that chases Indiana Jones, remember, and he just barely gets out with his life. No, it's a, it's a guy shooting blow darts at her. Right, right, yeah. Or a big giant snake comes out of a basket and he has to shoot it. As far as I know, she lives alone in her house. I mean, what the fuck could be yeah. going on in there? A oh, mummy? Oh! <laughs> but I I'm love being the way chased. she speaks too. Oh. She says, "This pen isn't issuing any uh, ink. Uh, this yeah. issuing this, ink. Yeah, this this. <laughs> I have one of these these trick pens where you 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 turn it and it explodes. Oh! <laughs> yeah, I, I I almost want to hear that again. Her it's chasing really pen. pretty good. Yeah, I I got to be honest with you because <laughs> last night when I was listening to this, you know, I do my homework. And I'm sitting and listening to it. I listened to it like seven times because I couldn't well, believe why it. why not? Yeah, it's like the yeah. greatest scene in a movie. You want to see it again. And I, I like the one 
too from the package yesterday because at one point she almost sounds like a, like a chimpanzee or something. You hear like yeah. <laughs> Which clip are you referring to? I got two that I didn't play. Um, so yesterday today. Uh, is the pre-interview where, where he talks about feeding and fucking. And no, then I'm talking about the, the one. I say, uh, Suzanne, uh, can you go get your vampire book? She wanted to go get the Dracula novel. Right. And oh, okay. you just hear I her going. I know just where to find it. I'll be, uh, I'll be right back. It, it reminds me of a curly from the Three Stooges. You're like, okay, <laughs> and then she's okay. I'm back. Like she didn't make all that noise. <laughs> that happened. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's, that's bubbles, my chimp. Yeah. You know what we it's, should just do? Just call yeah. her every day and ask her to get objects from the house. And, I'm uh, thinking about doing it, like supermarket sweep. But yeah, yeah, like something cool like that, like. Uh, Hey, can you maybe, get a paper clip? Maybe our house is so packed with shit that she's using like bat sonar to find the book. You know how you send out a sound so you can go oh, location. Like she's signaling. Right. It's, she's yeah, pinging well, off the thing. Or maybe she sound. has a problem seeing things and then the sound pings and then she can like daredevil. <laughs> oh, there it is. <laughs> call her. I'm like, hey, that Suzanne. She's I'm, getting closer. <laughs> Yeah, so say, hey, Suzanne, uh, before we talk, can you grab a can opener? Wait, wait, the, the Indians are attacking. Oh, no, the natives. <laughs> Uh, Suzanne. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, hey, Suzanne, do you have yes? a uh, flashlight? Uh, do you have a flashlight over there? Oh, um, uh, yeah, I, I, I know, I know just where to find it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, okay, I'm back. <laughs> okay. Yeah, oh. I'm here. Jimmy's got to have her on. I mean, he's crazy. Yeah, I don't know what he's... He's busy with these big, famous celebrities. He doesn't need that. He needs Suzanne. I'm going to talk to him. She would love it. She brings him up every time we speak without fail. She knows the exact date she was on the show, how many years ago, how many ducats, okay, as she says. let me know when you're ready, and I'll give you the number. Oh, oh dear. This... this. This pen is not issuing any ink. Let me get another one. Take your time. I finally found 
It's great. Yeah. It's like something. It's like it's like. Oh, my foot's my foot's stuck in a bear trap. <laughs> Quicksand. <laughs> Fire ants. <laughs> Don't like do her feet hurt that bad? What's going on? There's one point where she yells and then she yells. It's like, uh, yeah. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> you've got them. You've got her damn pretty good, man. Wow, I kind of get seared into your memory. It's, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, I love that. It's like, yeah. Uh, 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 let me see if I can do it. Yeah. Uh, like, 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 well, a, the first like, one's alarming. You think that's a scream. And then the second one's really a scream. So it's like, right, right. Uh, uh, the second one is from a vampire movie, you know, or second one is like a python yeah. is in the house. Like it's going to eat, right. you, you know, or it's like or, when you go you know, into, when you go into a haunted house at like a Disney world or something, yeah. and then some, a snake comes out, but then a skeleton falls. So right. it's like, Oh, snake skeleton. But total surprise, like even the first one. Shock. Yeah. Pretty like, cool. like people are grabbing her. It cool. sounds hey, like uh, the haunted house you run through in one of those cars at an am amusement park. That's her house. Yeah, Chris, you should visit her and then, or Jimmy should have her on and come out from a trap door and then have her. Oh! <laughs> Just like a, like a William Castle movie, like skeletons are falling and. Uh, underdog, excuse me. Do you, um, do you happen to have a pair of needle nose pliers and a banana <laughs> in your house? Could you just go get that? Oh, oh, okay. I, 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 I know just where to find it. Hi, thanks. Okay, I have them. <laughs> I've returned. <laughs> Dear Mr. Kimmel, I I urge you to take advantage of another yeah. uh, dramatic specialty of mine. I'm sure you've heard that uh, that I do Dracula through dance. I was. He's crazy. He should have her on. I've talked to Jimmy He's about it privately. He's moved away from the unusual. Yeah. No, he said to me, you know, now it doesn't work on the show. I go, I beg to differ. I think it would, would be even better now. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, even Johnny had, you know. Right. Uh, Tiny Tim. Tiny Tim. A, a lady with chips that looked like, uh, you know, Florida or something. I mean, right, you always, right. there's always room for some, you know, unusual. A woman, yes. a woman who grew a large pumpkin or something, you know, like right. one of those kind of guests. <laughs> right. <laughs> actually going to uh, be talking to Jimmy in a couple of days, so I mean off the air, and I'm going to really have a serious conversation. You're going to lobby him. him for for Suzanne. Well, what I'm going to do, Robin, I have a strategy. I'm just going to say who you having on next week, and then um, he'll go, <laughs> well, you know, uh, you know, Chris Hemsworth and um, Alanis Morissette, and uh, and I go, none of them are as good as uh, 
uh, as underdog. <laughs> Listen, and how funny getting... when Jimmy Jimmy goes tonight. Joe Biden, the president of the United States, and underdog ladies Dracula fashion show. <laughs> come on, come on, that's funny. She's getting you know, older. It would mean, and you know, she's worried mean a lot about her, her legacy. It would mean the world to her. She's right. a very sweet lady. You know, she's a little eccentric, but she does mean well. well. And it would, it would, <laughs> come on, Robin. And it would change her life right. if I can make a pitch as well. Because by the way, uh, the noise she makes when the vampire guy goes, um, well, I feed and then fuck. Uh, I love, I love that noise no. too, baby. Yeah, that's it. Here we go. How do you incorporate vampirism into your lovemaking? As a gay man, if I'm doing anal with someone, I will bite. Oh, no, that ain't it. That's no, not no, you're not going to get he, any reaction out of Wolfie. <laughs> no. no. Wolfie's Wolfie's hardened, man. <laughs> Let me see if I can. Oh, yeah, it's the one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Balthazar discusses a boyfriend. Balthazar. One donor out of all my many donors over the years was actually a boyfriend. Yeah. Oh my! And <laughs> that's the one. Yeah. Oh, oh my! <laughs> oh, oh boy! Oh, 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 oh. Oh, 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 not today! Excuse me, excuse me. I don't recall. Uh, uh, Dracula uh, uh, having a boyfriend. Uh, uh, Dracula. Uh, oh no! Oh. <laughs> I gotta go get a pen. <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh god, golly! Oh. You know what's ironic? When I had the uh, TV show, I would have had her Dracula fashion show. Every single week on air, and she won't do my show. No, she won't. But, uh, she wouldn't have. I'm gonna pass out. <laughs> no, yeah. I'll pass on that. <laughs> I would give her unlimited time. I'd give her a whole fucking hour. I didn't care. She'd be no. on the show, and we couldn't get her on the show. She'd be right. standing in the back of right. the camera shot. <laughs> She'd run away. <laughs> underdog. All I had to call her was underdog. I go underdog. <laughs> You'd call her her underdog lady, and that's what sets her off. No, I I am the character of... There is no lady next to his name. (laughs) Underdog. Okay, underdog lady, uh, here's your question. Oh, no. She'd start Uh. teaching underdog 102 to me, you know, about all the nuances. You do well, it. even when even when Wolfie came on the line with me, I said like, "There's some things you need to know." And and I, first, I introduced him as Mister Wolfie, and she said, uh, "I I I I I'd prefer to call him Bob." I said, "Why?" <laughs> because uh, Wolfie uh, sounds like a, a derogatory a term for a a, a a a a movie monster. I go the Wolfman. She goes, "Yes, yes, yes." <laughs> wonder if she was into monsters i thought she was religious it's it's no she's into she's into dracula heavy i didn't know wolfman that's a new one on me i didn't think she cared about him but i've never heard her talk about wolfman i I never uh, heard her say she had a costume nothing or dance it's very insulting to the creature from the black lagoon (laughs) 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 okay
Okay, let me know when you're ready, and I'll give you the number. Oh, oh, oh dear. This, this, this pen is not issuing any ink. Let me get another one. Take your time. Take your time. <laughs> By the way, what's that music playing in the background? I think it's a theme. Yeah, it's a theme song to some old show. Um, I don't know the show, but it's John Hine might know. It's an old... It's like an old detective show. Odd couple. Odd couple. That's it. Oh, that's what she's watching. <laughs> yeah. It was driving me crazy because I was listening to it over and over again, trying to figure out what what was going on back there because it's like, you know, it, you, your imagination runs wild. What does the house look like? What's going right. on in the background? Yeah, I imagine that's on a Victrola or something. Like, right. It's a, yeah. it's yeah. I've been there. I've been, it's a, it's a really <laughs> tiny, I want to say black and white, but I think it might be in color, but it's a very tiny little TV. Like even her TV, she can't does enjoy the, does the you know? TV have rabbit ears and everything? I mean, is yeah. it the old? Yeah, like it's well, free we asked TV. Her, you know, at the beginning of the pandemic, we said, you know, we'd love <clears> to get you a setup where we could Zoom with you. I mean, forget about it. It was like, oh, I, I don't have Internet. I, I don't know what a computer is. I, I, I have a Victrola. I, 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 uh, oh, no. <laughs> but but so is she watching TV like how Jeff the Drunk does, like with the rabbit ears and, and literally like watching like just the three networks? Yeah, I think it's I think it's whatever old kind of over the air because there's a lot of mm. over the air channels that show you old shows, right? Right. And I think that's what she's watching. It must be what she's watching. Well, she really pulls it together uh, when she finally gets on the uh, phone with you. She you must know? not think I can hear, you know, right. the boulder chasing her and the skeletons coming out of the closet because, yeah, she right. comes back and it's, oh, you know, excuse me. Yeah, I'm very, I'm very dainty. What if her house really is haunted, and we're not, we're missing the whole thing that she's got ghosts and goblins jumping out at her at every second? Sounds like she's what. Sounds like Robin and Underdog are the only two people watching me TV with that uh, old right. shows. <laughs> I got to call Robin an audience, to get a pen sometimes. Yeah, audience of two. <laughs> yeah, the other day I called Robin and Robin, do you have a pen? And she went, oh. <laughs> 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 she knows when you ask her for the pen, she goes, oh. She knows what's yes, about to happen. Yes. That's gonna be that's gonna be difficult. But yeah. is she on a landline? She doesn't have a cell phone. She doesn't. No, it's a landline, which is great yeah. for the sound. But oh yeah, yeah. Right. it's like I mean, I think it's it's one step up from a rotary phone, Robin. Wow. You know. Mm. All right. Well, anyway, a lot of fans wrote in. They enjoyed that. Thanks, Chris. Keep that coming, and uh, we'll see what happens. She's literally happens. like that Japanese guy who didn't know the war was over. Yeah. She has no idea of the innovations that are going on in the world. She's living that 1940s, 1950s life. Yeah, well, it's where she's comfortable. It's fine with me. Teach his own. Bobo, you're well, on the air. When you get a gay vampire on the phone, it <laughs> shakes her up. What's up, Bobo? I don't know, Howard. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Howard, you had said back in the day at Camp Wellmatt, like, you tried having sex in the lake, and that went horribly wrong. But did you ever go outside the cabins and have sex in the woods with a camp counselor? 
Oh, I think Rooster wants to talk about Bobo. Rooster, you're not a Bobo fan, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I, I was sitting here eating a Merrily Donut, reminiscing about the few months of me calling, and and Bobo come to mind. And and it was a bad taste in my mouth. Bobo has some of the most pitiful phone calls for a whack packer. <laughs> you didn't like his question that when I went to camp as he says wow Matt um, that I did I have well, sex in the woods you didn't like that question right. well it's not a question it's more of an interview you know he's setting you up for you to deliver and to me right. that's not that's not what questions are a question is something I think of I'll call you to get your opinion on you give your opinion I'll bring in the closing statement what he does is, hey, y'all, hey, y'all, guess what I can do? I can get Howard to comment on me. And I think Lucy, that's, that's my style. Everybody has a different style. No, that's not that's a style. Way. That's pitiful. That's not a no, style. That's my way of questions, dude, if you've been listening to the show for years. No. That's it, what I it, do. Look, well, it's what you do. You call up about food and you, stuff, and I do what it's I what do. You've done, it's what you've done for so many years, and maybe it's time for you to retire. Unless some of this fresh young meeting and with good intel, you know, you know, good questions. Well, but what about what Rooster's saying? Um, he, he makes a point. Would you ever retire from the radio and uh, stop calling in completely? Probably when you hang up the headphones. What do you got? A few more years in. I see. It. Yeah, and then then yeah, it's over. It. Yeah. You're going to torture us until the very end, is what you're saying. <laughs> right to the last <laughs> show. He's a, he's a captain that's going down with over the ship. You know. doing this stuff. Well, Rooster makes a good point. I've never heard anybody be so clear about it. In other words, like when Rooster calls Bobo, he'll go, hey, I was with my kids and we're driving cross country and we got to taste all these different ice creams. And, you know, man, I, I got to tell you, McDonald's makes the best shakes. You know, they have the best soft ice cream. They have the this, the that. They make the best hamburger. And and then um and then it kind of leads to conversation. You know what I mean? Your, yeah. Your, your, your question is like. When you were at Camp Wellmet, did you have sex in the woods? <laughs> that is a yes or no question. With the camp had sex in the woods. I mean, the whole camp was in the woods, so if I had yeah. sex, of course I... You would I, have it in I, the woods, yeah. Yeah, I guess technically, I mean, normally it was in a tent or something like that, but... Right. Did you ever go outside? Were you ever you know, exposed to poison ivy? <laughs> when you were uh, having sex yeah. outside at Camp Wow Matt. Well Matt. Howard, when you was walking around, did your balls itch? <laughs> His balls are itching now. You know it, <laughs> it, it's the like balls. be creative. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you, Rooster. Well, well Bobo you know, Rooster, you can't have a guy go out of his comfort zone like that. How's right. Bobo ever? Be well, Bobo's never created a conversation in his life. <laughs> this is my style. been doing this for that's years. Not, that's like saying a pair of underwear is your style. Everybody's got them. Some look a little different, but they're underwear. That's not a style. You adapted a conversation starter. 
Yeah, but, but let me tell you purpose, something. For many years, the I purpose a lot of, of a wack factor. The purpose well, let Bo- of let Bo- Rooster let Bobo answer. Uh, he has a defense to all of this. Okay, Go ahead. No, I have a defense right now. I mean, over the years, I ha- has spawned a lot of good conversation on a lot of my topics. You know, some <laughs> went awry, but there was a lot of ones that didn't invoke a lot of good conversation. Why? You know, and. Uh, you know, Bobo Puppet, do you want to say something? Do you have a? Uh, you want to evoke some conversation? Oh, Go ahead. Okay, Wooster seems to have the uh, fast food shake market covered. Can I uh, ask about maybe fried chicken? Is that, could I could I expound on that? Which is better, Popeyes uh, fried chicken or uh, KFC, which used to be Kentucky Fried Chicken, but it is now just KFC for some reason, and I don't know why. I, I would even go as far as to throw one more in there. There's churches. churches. I wasn't bringing that up, Wooster. This is right. my segment. Back off, buddy. Well, well no, no, I'm a rooster. So chicken is. My I don't best. care. I'll cook you, Wooster. You can't cook I'll me. I'll fly you in a pot, pimp. Wooster. I'm the barnyard pimp. You, you, you got a first name. Well, so I guess the, chicken. the point is Your the thoughts. point is Bubba Puppet. I'm going to critique you now. You would have okay. to say what you think is the best chicken and then ask yeah. me if I agree. You see what okay. I mean, Bubble Puppet? Exactly. Okay. Right. right. Wow. What a, I Good didn't thoughts. know Rooster would be against Bobo, but on our phone is yeah, Mike from Maine part. who wants to say something. Where do you stand on all of this, Mike? Good morning, Howard. Hey, uh, listen, uh, you know, Bobo is a whack packer in large part because of his calls and his manner of speaking and his manner of thinking with his 87 IQ. And uh, I yeah. think Rooster's way, 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 way fucking off base. Rooster, you've Thank only you called about fast right. food, correct? Well, well, no, 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 no. What other topics besides fast food have you called about, though? I'm serious. Like, I'm, what other topics have you called about? about? I've called about speeding tickets. I've called about corrections. I've called about most, some of my topics that I've called about haven't even gotten brought up because the conversation just goes on because I can flow with the conversation. Yeah, Rooster, oh. uh, in his defense, he brought up uh, corrections. That is that is absolutely true, and that led to yep. a long conversation. And Rooster, and Rooster also brought up, uh, beside ice cream, which was big, and all of the different McDonald's products and fast food products, he's yep. weighed in on a bunch of things that led to uh, sometimes an hour-long conversation. Exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah. Bobo, Bobo's stupid calls have actually led to, like, long show bits where he's been embarrassed in public and had to peel off his wig and different, you know, it's I mean, literally, if you don't take Bobo's calls, we don't get Bobo has a, Bobo, let's leave it at this, boys. Uh, Bobo has a different style. Like, Bobo calling exactly. and say, I remember one of best Bo- Bobo's <laughs> best calls, and you get you can't argue with this one, when Bobo called in and said, Howard, when you sit down, do your legs turn into a lap? That was a good one. <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> When you breathe in, do you always have to breathe out? Yeah, that was a good question. And what about when he said, when you were at Camp Walmart, did a leech ever go on your penis from the woods? Thank you. I want to know how Bobo spelled the name of your camp. How did he spell it in his notebook? Bobo, can you read the spelling to us of Camp Walmart? Sure, it's W-E-L-M-E-T. Right. Walmart. Are you going to correct him, Howard, or are you going to just let him go with that? Yeah, well, I mean, Bobo... If it's W E L M E T, why wouldn't you say well met? You say I well met. met. Yeah, well what? met. What? Say That's again? The way I see it. Well, I see, I see it as well met. 
Well, well, I mean, how would M-E-T say Matt? It's that the French pronunciation. What? Well, that'd be May, that, actually, Rooster. Uh, 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 Bobo. Oh, okay, mate, that's right. What, what, wait a second. <laughs> Bobo. Got too many yeah. guys talking here, but it's W-E-L-M-E-T. How do you see that as Matt? How do you say um, we met at the store? M-E-T. Right. And it's um, met, right? You don't say I'm right. mad at the store. Right. But why, why, why is it different for this? I don't know. It's just the way I look at it, the way I, I, I saw it, and it just came to mind. I said, well, Matt. But that's like looking at the word book and saying this is the word street. I mean, it's two yeah. different words. You know what I no, mean? You make a good point. Yeah. It's more than a point. It's fact. <laughs> I'll consider that. You want to try I'll it again? That. Try your question yeah. again. Try it again and start over. And I'll try okay. to edit I know it. You had said right. back in the day at Camp Well, Matt. 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 Camp Walmart. Walmart. Yeah. Camp Walmart? Why Camp did you say Camp, Camp Walmart? On all nine. Wait, let's everybody take a breath. Let Bobo have a minute. Go ahead, Bobo. Start again. I know you had said back in the day at Camp Well Met, you tried having sex in the lake, and that went horribly wrong. Right. Okay. There you go. That's good. Nailed it. There you, right. go. you nailed it. You nailed it. You nailed it. But he couldn't say well met. He had to say well Wet met. Mat. All right, Robin. You know, you're a show <laughs> off over there with your excellent command of the... Without anybody reminding you, you know how when you're yeah. reading out loud in class and you're like seven and you say the wrong word, but then you correct it before the teacher can correct you. He just did that. That's pretty good learning. Yeah, For an yeah I know. And I really do mean it, Howard. Not to be a dick, but I mean, Bobo has an 87 IQ. So when Mary Ann's going on and on berating her former friend, she's really, really, really picking on a, 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 a sort of a slow adult, not a not a full speed adult, is let's say. Well, and I agree with you there. I mean, um, the uh, fucking guy's a legendary caller. He really is one. All of right, Mike. Thank you for sticking up. Thank you. Thank you for sticking up. All right, Rooster. Do you, uh, think what can... you can't get I didn't mad want to at Bobo. It. It, it can't get mad at Bobo because of the eighty-seven. You just have to sort yeah. of. Yeah. Well, that's I mean, it. You, that's all I you don't get. get. I don't get mad at Bobo because he says, "Well, Matt, I enjoy the fact that he sees <laughs> the word Matt as Matt." Right. Yeah, it's, a, it's it's fabulous, and you know he's trying his best. That's all. I mean, well, I'm just thinking about Marianne. She's so angry. Uh, can I ask Bobo one question? Sure. Yeah, go ahead, Bobo. Bobo, I'm the new kid on the block. I've only been calling for a few months. I do not want to discredit your years of of service uh, to the to the to the show. But okay, do, you got to admit that you're talking to me, not Howard. Do you care more about your personal recognition other than making good content? I, you know what it is with the, I this this is what I do. I don't think of anything to disparage the show or anybody else. This is my style. I've been like this for thirty years, dude. You know, well, what I mean? you're not. I, I'm going to help Rooster out here, Bobo. You're not answering the question. Is your goal for personal fame, where you will get on the air and say to yourself, "Fuck what the question is." I've got to get on the air and log a time, and then the fans will know me, and I'll become very, very famous. Or are you concerned with the craft of questioning and interviewing and getting your questions on the air? What is more important to you? What is your motivation? 
my motivation is really getting a good question that will spark good conversation for, you know, 10, 15 minutes or, or so, whatever. So, so personal fame. So, per, so personal fame is not what you're after. You're more after no, the. No, it's not that. I see. Fame. Right. Uh, is it still material, or do you get it from others and don't give them the recognition? No, no, don't go there. That was just that. Oh, I, I'm that, asking. That you know, I'm, no. All right, I, I, let's I, see. Marianne, uh, what do you want to say? I want to say, bravo, Rooster, well said and thought out. You're new and refreshing. Bobo is the same old. It's all about him, Howard. He's not authentic. We all know it now. And I don't know. Marianne, what about the, Marianne, what about the point that was just made? Bobo has an 87 IQ. It's which not like dull. he's operating, which is dull. He is technically What's a dull human. What's the excuses, Howard? He knows right. how to pick up a phone. He knows how to make money on Cameo. I'm not even addressing him. I'm pretending he's not even on hold. I could give two shits about him. He lied to me as a yeah, friend, I so I take oh, that into my, into my life. So, Tell me to stop so it, and I'll cross the line, And Rooster, I'm going to calm this down and let High Pitch get it. What is it, High Pitch? What do you want to add to this conversation? Boy, how, I want to say I love Rooster so much that he's a much better call than Bobo. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, you're a fellow whack packer, and you say you love Rooster more than Bobo. Wow. Yeah, Man, I, I, I'm in the presence of greatness right here. Because with the group of whack packers, I didn't want to be the new kid on the block. And come in and start trying to get out of my lane. I know my lane. I'm new here. But to be around such greatness, I think that they should be uh, be more appreciative to their spot. I mean, they're whack packers. They're 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 held at a higher standard than a regular routine caller. Hey, hey, uh, hey, 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 Howard. Uh, yes, uh, yes, high pitch. Can, can we induct Rooster into the can we, Listen, can we, let, let, let's calm down, everybody. I'm going to make some sense out of this. Can, well, can we adopt Rooster into the whack pack? All right. Thank you, Eric. Everybody take a breath. There's a lot of dumping on Bobo right now. Does, does got, Bobo lose his place and get replaced by R Rooster? I think I what think, they're at. I, I don't think of that. I respect him calling up. I'm not one of these guys that's jealous. I, I'm glad Booster calls up with his part. That's his style. He calls lots of times about food. I call about, I try to get spark things going. I'll listen to an interview that you have and pull it apart and try to come up with a question. That's what I do for 30 years. Anybody who's listening to the show, 30 years I've been calling. I'm not uh, Vinny, you're on the air. What do you want to say about this? And then I have to move on. I got a busy show. Hello? Yes, Vinny. Vinny in Connecticut. Oh, Go ahead. Yeah. I just want, I've been listening to you, Howard, since 1985. I've never, ever called. But Bobo does nothing but lies. Since I remember what turned me off about him is when he took his name away, how he said he wasn't going to go see his son that day. And then he gave away your cheer. 
All he does is lie. He tells lies. Marianne is right. He, and let me tell you something. He just said that when he would, uh, when you hang up the, the headphones, he won't listen. You know what he's going to do? He's going to go to another radio show. Cause he no, you're wrong, dude. I haven't he done on any radio shows yeah. in all the years. And he's another guy, show. and he's one of those guys, and he's one of those guys. Like you're way ago, off he said, if you, if you go back on the tape, he says, oh, I, I, I make content. Like he goes, oh, I want, I got to yeah, leave a legacy over the years, for my dude. children. I have. For my Don't son. Don't ask if I you know what? content. He's a fucking asshole. Yeah, if okay. I'm an asshole. Right, Vinny we says, uh, you See you later. Vinny, Vinny says you're an asshole. Uh, Bubba yeah, says we don't know who you are. You're nobody. <laughs> you're nobody on the show. Right. Um, it, it, all right. It, does he really know how to determine if someone is an asshole? Is he an expert? I tell what you, is I will it? call if, if Gary tells you tells me right now that I have never provided content for this show. Let Jason, what do you say? Right this now. is Jason from New yeah. York. Go ahead. Maybe you can give us your wisdom. Go ahead. Well, I think the first red flag of Bobo being a complete fucking retard was when he uh, showed up to the hospital. I mean, you should have just thrown him off the show at that moment. The guy's out of his mind. And none of that the questions he time asked time. ever lead to anything other than him getting completely annihilated on the show. <laughs> well, <laughs> that is content. That is content. content. That's a, right. right. All right. Listen, let's Jason, see Wooster do that. Yeah, let's see Wooster get laughs like he does. <laughs> um, uh, Jason, you make a good point. Marianne, it's time. Marianne, I mean, what what can we add to this? Is, yes. Let me just say this. I do. Po I started posting a little negative about him, but I pulled it even from the website that he loves when he's on the HowardStern.com with his mankini. So he did that, and he wants to accuse me of posting uh, him because you're grandstanding. Like an leave me alone. If you don't want to be my friend, him. leave me alone. Well, so I'm not bothering you. I don't contact me, oh, but oh, you contacted me. Oh. Oh, really? It's valuable to me, and I stopped it, Bobo. Here's what you wrote to me. My friendship is valuable. I thought it would have to be. I thought it would be. This is what he writes. It's so convoluted. You can't even get it out. My friendship to him is valuable to me, and I thought it would be to you that I'm not going to say. I have no fault. All right, I'm confused. Marianne is reading. Rooster is talking. 20 years of a friendship thrown away because I was in the open. All right, guys, guys, Bobo, thank you for your camp well matched uh, question. Right. Rooster, thank you for your opinion. Yes, and uh, Marianne, thank you. And High Pitch, thank you. That's it. Bye, Bobo. Bye, Rooster. Bye, bye Mary. I mean, come on. It's enough. Next week, I'll have a question about camp placement. Right. Placement? <laughs> camp wet back. <laughs> Listen, this is a crazy day. So far, they, I, I can't, uh, I can't keep up. I can't keep up. I didn't, you know, there's something going on in the whack pack. Like there's a lot of, uh, dissension. Where's yeah. the love? Right. It was crazy what we just heard. Uh, while I still have the fan feedback out in front of me and, uh, I will, uh, I will just read you the rest of it. Uh, many people like our discussion about buffets. We spoke about people overdoing it at the buffet. Many fans wrote in. The first time I went to the hometown buffet in Edison, New Jersey, there was an ambulance taking away a patron on a stretcher. I asked a worker about it. He said it happens all the time. I guess people eat themselves into a coma. You know, they they they, they pass out. Do you keep going in when you see that? <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, yeah, that means it's good. People can't stop themselves. Oh, my goodness. Howard, your buffet discussion on Tuesday was hilarious. Growing up in the Midwest, I was raised on buffet restaurants. You haven't lived until you see two fatsos fighting for the last mozzarella stick, warming under a light bulb. <laughs> buffet hounds are a different breed of human. I, I mean, yeah, my, my premise yesterday is you can tell a lot about America if you go to see buffets, as my mother calls them, buffet. Uh, buffets are hotbeds for gluttonous people who do nothing but take advantage. It doesn't surprise me that someone like High Pitch Eric frequents them. In Yiddish, they're called chazers. In Italian, we call them gavones. Any way you say it, it's disgusting. And you got a point. So many fans are so excited for next week's Jep Horny, <laughs> Jep Horny uh, game. It's going to be wild. It's going to be wild, and I don't mind hyping it because I'm looking forward to it. You know I love to host game shows. You yes. know it. You always wanted to be a game show host. I always wanted to be a game show host. So when I have my opportunity to host Jep Horny, Jep Horny. It's time for Jep Horny. Let's fuck some horny. Oh, the slot. How is the slot? We're taking um, we're taking the two horniest guys we know, Ronnie the limo driver, and of course the great legendary nails Lenny Dykstra from the New York Mets, and actually the Philadelphia Phillies if you want to get technical. Well, and um, they have the two horniest guys we know, two pervious guys we know, and we're going to match them up in a big game next week. Uh, some of the fans. Yes, some of the fans are so excited. What's wrong with Ronnie? Um, oh, I see. Oh, that's about his wedding. Oh, forget that. But anyway, with Jeff Hornie, um, Ronnie or Lenny, I have no idea who's going to win Jeff Hornie. It's a pretty even play field when it comes to those two degenerates. I couldn't agree more. <laughs> this one says, I wish I was still alive to listen. Alex Trebek wrote that. Uh, two pervs. One title. It will definitely be interesting to see who the most educated pervert is. Let the games begin. <laughs> Howard, I can't wait for Jeff Horney. It's about time these two freaks go toe-to-toe. -to -toe. And uh, while we were discussing the big matchup between Lenny and Ronnie, and about, uh, we, deba we debated, of course, how much Lenny knows about pussy, and Ronnie raised a wild theory about Lenny. If you remember yesterday's show, here it is. And I think Ronnie will do very well in this. Really? Because he knows everything about the vagina. I don't know. I don't know how much of a scholar Lenny is. We we'll see. We don't know Lenny's full history. Yeah. Lenny claims to know a lot. But will he be the leader of labia? Oh, I, th I think Lenny takes shit in his ass, too. Whoa. Well, that set off Lenny. Now Lenny's oh, all fucking did. fired up. Yeah. We reached out to Lenny to see how he felt about Ronnie's assessment about taking shit in his ass, and now he's all fired up. He's ready for battle. He he cannot. Now he and wants to is, really beat Ronnie. Oh yeah. Well, listen, this man's a fierce competitor. There's a reason he <laughs> earned the name Nails. Hey, let me tell you something, motherfucker. Tuesday is on, Ronnie. Me and you is on. You old fucking geezer. You ain't fucking worthy to carry my fucking cum rag, man. 
Listen, I've shoved my World Series ring at more cunts than you can imagine. I've eaten more pussy than you've lied about. I'll see you in Hollywood, bitch. Yep, you sure will. Don't talk about his ass, I guess. <laughs> yeah, well, Lenny's ready to compete against Ronnie. Uh, look at this one. I'm pulling for Lenny. He's the man. Signed, Bill Cosby, famous comedian. Oh, boy. That's right. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, I like that Lenny's fired up and I know Ronnie's fired up. He, he well, wants I didn't, to prove. You know, I thought there was, I was about to say, I thought there was respect between these guys, but Not now. I guess that's over. You don't go around saying Lenny likes to take shit up his ass and get away with it. <laughs> what's for, what's wrong with that? I don't know. What's he took big, offense. What's the big fucking deal? He took offense, Ron. He took offense a little bit. So there you go. Oh, I'm sure he's, he's had ass play. Come on. <laughs> Ask him when you see him, when you before the big match. Yeah, I will. How you feeling about the match? I think you're going to win. I got to say, oh man, uh, you know, I'll just take it as it goes, man. Ronnie, you know, you know so much about the, the 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 pussy; it's unbelievable. And and most of the questions are about pussy. So there you go. Okay. You think you got a shot, don't you? Of course. All right. All right. All right. Of course. Kind of laid back there. Yeah, well, what what do you want me to do? What do you, you want me to come out like a boxer and say, ah, man, I'm going to beat your ass? <laughs> no, no. Take it as it goes, man. According you know to, I was speaking to Mehmet, who spoke with Lenny. Lenny uh -huh. is adamant that he does not like anything in his ass. And he gets upset if you even bring it up to him. That's how That's how masculine he is. Well, that so, could uh, be an indication that maybe he's hiding something. Nah, come, stop you it. You know, he I think she's right. Sensitive in that area. <laughs> I don't yeah, take anything sensitive. in my ass. I'm like Lenny. I don't put anything in my ass. But you're not now calling Ronnie a bunch of names because he might say that. Well, Ronnie said some things. He goes, Lenny takes it in the ass. and uh, No, I said, I think he does. I didn't say he does. Well, I say, all you have to do is say, no, I don't. Listen, uh, the guy the brags big, about uh, all the sex and crazy shit he's done. So it's, you know, he maybe he just doesn't want to admit to it. Yeah. You know what? I uh, think there might be a World Series ring up there. Yeah, well. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> well, um, anyway, uh, look, Lenny told us yesterday he's eating 12 pussies a day to prepare for the big uh, Japanese oh, that's contest. Oh, he's, he's actually preparing. Yeah. And, what is that, and what is that going to prove? That's what it, I want to know. It, oh, I don't know, but it must mean something. All right. Um, Lenny told us that he even gets angry if a woman tries to touch his ass. He says his ass is off limits. That's how wrong you are, Ronnie. <laughs> All right. Well, whatever. Well, we'll whatever. see... He doesn't, he doesn't know what he's missing, then. I'm sorry. When we play Jeopardy. Jeopardy. There you go. <laughs> we'll, we'll find out who the bigger, the bigger coxman is, Ronnie or Lenny. I, <laughs> I just know my boy knows a lot over there. He knows a lot. Um, and I don't, and Lenny's the perfect opponent because pussy is Lenny's spinach. He's like the, the pussy's like, he's like Popeye with that. Pussy, I'm telling you, it fires He's him up. He's almost like the cum lady where pussy is concerned. Yeah, that's right. Because he think, I think he needs it. And he knows, he knows we the lady is. 
<laughs> he, I mean, we all do. I mean, really, like an addict needs it. Oh, oh believe me, Ronnie needs it. <laughs> I need pussy. And Ronnie's passing out in the shower. <laughs> yeah. Blood rush. Anyway, as long as I got Ronnie here, also the fans wrote in about this uh, wedding of Ronnie's. Oh, yeah? Ronnie revealed that plans are underway for him and his fiancée, Stephanie's long-awaited wedding. Uh, this says, what's wrong with Ronnie? Hasn't it, crossed his hasn't it crossed his mind to maybe help his fiancée plan the wedding? What about that, Ron? It ain't a bad point. You know, you keep Dude, saying, I'm I'm leaving when, it all up to her. No, when she's ready to start doing it, she hasn't started doing anything. That's right. bullshit. Right, she's, she's not in any to, rush. When she's ready, she's if she's ready, I don't know. We'll see. When she gets her cunt in gear, I'm with her. <laughs> Listen to this email. At the rate they're going, Stephanie will be arranging Ronnie's funeral before they can arrange the wedding. That, that's what I told her. Um, you know, I just one... heard about this new test, Howard, to test your longevity. Yes. If you can stand on one leg for 10 seconds, you're in good shape. If you can't, it means you're going to die in the next decade. Then I got no problem because one of the exercises I do in the gym is on my one leg. I stand on one leg for 10 seconds, well, maybe you're more. you're in great shape. There you go. And it's from go. any cause, this one leg thing. It's not just like, oh, that means, you know, you're going to die or something. You're going to die in ten within the next 10 years if you can't balance on one leg for 10 seconds. Ron, I'm going to die balance? within the next 10 years anyway. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Wait a minute, Ronnie. Ronnie, Ronnie, can you balance on one leg for 10 seconds? Yeah, I think so. I've mean, I I never think really tried. Try it. Yeah. Yeah, Go ahead, you, stand up. You, Run on the treadmill and stuff like that. Let me see. He should be able to. Yeah, one. I'm on one leg now. Well, you no. just put it down. You wobbled. Okay, I'm up now. All right. All right. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. All right. I thought She's he was got a guy. Time for the wedding. Yeah. I'm still. Yeah. I'm still up. There you go. You're, You're good. fine. You're good. You You're can good. sit down You're now. You got now, who 10... wants to see me stand on my cock for 10 seconds? <laughs> uh, here's a good question for Ronnie. If Ronnie does have a 150-person wedding, who on staff won't make the cut? Uh, that's a tough one, right? I mean, well, you, you yeah. got pretty... It's, all, it's you always got... tough, you know. Plus, you know, it, it'll, it'll be here, so, you know, a lot of people won't come anyway. One listener was nervous for Ronnie after hearing about him getting lightheaded while having sex. Watch out, Ronnie. That's exactly how I found out I had hypertension getting lightheaded while coming. Well, hey, look, he was in hot water. You, you it happened once. It's the, yeah. ha it's the first time it ever happened to me. It freaked me out. But you get a regular checkup. You know what's going on. Yeah. Yeah, I'm fine. All right. As far yeah, as I know. There you go. <laughs> You know that story shit. I was telling you yesterday about the woman who whose boyfriend stroked out on her? It ended yeah. the relationship because she was so afraid he'd have another stroke <laughs> every time they had sex. She could never have sex with him again. So you can traumatize a woman that way if you let her see you fainting on her. Well, I didn't faint. <laughs> Here's a living legend on my phone. Lenny, how you doing? 
Hey, what's up, Howard? What's going on, Rob? Robin, how are you? You sound, I'm sound good. really good. Ronnie, you sound like shit. Yeah, okay. Thank you. Uh, Lenny, uh, the big matchup is next week for Jep Horney to prove who is the biggest deviant, you or Ronnie. Ronnie's ready for the challenge. You sound ready for the challenge. Uh, Ronnie wait. has a theory. You know, it's funny. All the years I know, you always said uh, you don't even let a woman touch your ass. Um, Ronnie says, eh, probably Lenny likes a little ass play back there. What do you make of this? No fucking way. Are you kidding me, man? I tell my girls and Robin, listen closely. Don't tell me to pull your hair. Don't tell me to choke you. You put your finger near my ass, I'll break it off. Okay? Okay. <laughs> oh, That's terrible. A missionary man, a missionary man. And listen, they, they, and they say, I can't feel my toes. I can't. It, it, it comes back. It comes back. But say, hey, Ryan, what's going on, bro? Like, I'm looking forward to talking pussy with you, man. Not yeah, ass, man. I'm, you like I'm excited. Ass, though, right? You're coming out to listen, Cali, uh, Lenny, I'm coming, man. I'm coming. We're going to get you guys out to California. We're going to make sure you get, uh, you know, taken care of nicely. We'll get you in the studio and we'll find out who's the big, biggest pussy connoisseur, you or Ronnie. I'm, I'm curious. I, I got to tell you, my boy Ronnie knows a lot about the vagina. And, uh, I know you, yeah, but I know you saying, do. why do you have to bring ass into it? They were talking pussy. Right. <laughs> there you go. There you yeah, go. but there you go. Quite hey, frank, man. You know, Honestly, some, I didn't of, know. some of the some of the questions could be about the uh, ass play, man. You know, you never know. Well, I'll tell you what happened. With my wife so so crazy about weird about the ass. When I made it to the big leagues, they, they, uh, a real physical. And so, um, what happened is they did a prostate, and this doctor he pearl harbored me and didn't warn me, and didn't put enough of that shit in there, and it hurt so fucking bad. I fucking grabbed his hand. I was broke his fucking hand. I said, "This is motherfucker. You do that again, I'll fucking kill you." So, that's how it, so that was my first like, experience of, of 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 like the ass, you know. Um, well, well, but, Lenny, Lenny, the guy, the doctor was checking your ass to see if your prostate was healthy. So you know, making you know, hard me though. Pro Harvard me. He didn't tell me like, "Hey, you get ready to go in." He didn't put enough of that stuff in there. Ronnie probably puts a lot in there, huh, Ronnie? Yeah, I, I, I have my, I have my, you know, I have my fun. You know, yeah, Ronnie, maybe, you let, maybe you should let some know. chick play with it. Try it, man. It's not a doctor. Get a nice pussy yeah. to play with it. You know? I just got done. I just finished one out. Emily, Emily walked the plank already from here. Oh, my God. All right, listen, I don't know what anybody's saying What's right now. I'm a little, yeah, yeah, all right. Lenny, look, we'll get you. We'll see you in L.A. next week. Ronnie will be there. Yeah. We're going to get we're going to get it down. We're going to the, the, the match is on. We're going to find out who's the guy. Who's the horniest dude? Who knows the mo who knows the most about pussy? And we'll find out. All right, Lenny. All right. Yeah, Thanks, pal. Sorry, Ron, you want to get a right. pussy running in here? Mm -hmm. What? I, I, What's I, I don't know. I'm, I'm saying goodbye because I never know. I don't, yeah, I don't I think don't Lenny. Between you and me, I don't think Lenny's got his teeth in yet. That's what the problem is. <laughs> it's early. It's early wherever he is. We'll get him on a microphone next week. He'll be a lot clearer. Yeah, it's early. It's early. Oh, <laughs> hey, on our phone now, I asked him to call in. Um, I wanted to talk to Mad Dog Russo. I was sitting and thinking about him yesterday oh. with this whole rock and roll, not rock and roll, Radio Hall of Fame. I saw. He was nominated again. And I know what happened last year. Last year, Matt, first of all, I hope Mad Dog is going to be honest with us. Because here's my understanding of the situation. 
Mad Dog really wants to be in the Radio Hall of Fame. Mm -hmm. I tried to tell him it's a bunch of bullshit. He didn't want to hear it. And he even said, and he was right. You know, Howard, you're in already. So you, you don't, you know, you don't pine away to be in the Radio Hall of Fame. Uh, I would like to be in it. And, 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 he, and it rubs him the wrong way that this, uh, some would say lesser talent, his old partner, Mike Francesco, is in there. He's in there. Now, how could Mad Dog not, how could Mike Francesco be in there? And Mad Dog, and Mike Francesco is a talented guy. He, he's, run, he's run a show. He's, he's received big ratings. He had longevity. I don't knock the guy. But how could Chris Mad Dog Russo be on with Mike Francesco? And Mike Francesco's in, and that'd be like, I got him, but Robin didn't get him. Robin's on the show, too. So it doesn't make any sense. And Mad Dog, I think, thought he was going to, you know, he was nominated, and then no one voted for him to be in the Radio Hall of Fame. He didn't get it. Who are those people? What's going on? I don't know. A lot of jealous people. A lot of jealousy in the industry. So, again, Mad Dog Russo, guy's got his own channels on Sirius XM. Mad Dog Russo is, again, I see his name, is up for nomination into the Radio Hall of Fame. So the question I have, and let me bring him on the air real quick. Mad Dog, that you? Good morning, Howard. How are you today? <laughs> Fabulous. And by the way, what a thrill to understand you. I just had nails on Lenny Dykstra. And, I heard uh, it. I heard it. I don't, yes. What's going? I mean, he, didn't, he clearly he didn't have his teeth in. Am I correct? <laughs> that was funny. Yeah, that was fun. Robin, good morning. Yes, that good was morning. funny. We're with that, and uh, we will now see if we can enlighten the program today. Uh, and you boys promised me that you will, in, if I ever do get in, you will do the induction speech. Is no, that correct? when no, did you do I, that, Howard? I told you I will not do the induction because I'm not showing. I don't care about Radio Hall of Fame. Although, listen. It's nice to be included. Don't get me wrong. Any any award I'll take because I get so few of them. But, uh, you know, I try to tell you. Hey, by the way, before I even get into this, who's going to win? Who do you think knows more about pussy? <laughs> Ronnie or uh, uh, Nails? Uh, Dykstra was, was a baseball player, so I'll go Lenny on that. Lenny, I'll go all Lenny. right. All right. You, I don't know if you want to go money on it, but uh, all no, right, let's keep it. It's not that important, but, <laughs> but I will go money. And, and listen, I know it's not important for you to do any, and we're getting ahead of ourselves. you got to win these stupid votes. But I would love for you, for me, because you're a friend of mine. You were always so nice to me. You sent me a phenomenal phone message the last time we were on a year ago, and you've sent That's me right. pictures and everything else. You, for me, why don't you go out there and you can even put it on tape, do a little induction ceremony for me. I'll tell that? you why. I'll tell you why, Chris. Number one, I didn't show up for my own induction into the <laughs> Radio Hall of Fame. As far as I know, I don't even know if there is a Radio Hall of Fame anywhere. Where do you go? Yeah, we don't even right. know where to go. Yeah, I don't know where you see this Hall of Fame, but I can get you uh, directions on that, Robin. Way to go! Uh, and again, we're, we're we're way ahead of ourselves. You know how these votes go. Who knows what these votes? I mean, one day, one year you think you make it, next year you think you make it, you don't make it either time. But I know that or th this topic always intrigues you. I'll uh, tell you why. I'll tell you why. I'm not as wrapped up on it as I've been because I get disappointed all the time. But go ahead. Uh, Let me hear. Uh, first of all, and I want you to be answering this in a serious manner. 
Yes. The, the, uh, the, the, you know, your old partner there, and I don't knock the guy. He has a big career. I get it. Mike Francesco. I understand he's a big deal. But how could he be in and you not be in? That, it doesn't even make sense. How can you have two guys who had a number one show? One is in and one isn't. It's, it, it doesn't, you understand well, what I'm you saying? Know why? Because, yeah. because I left. And Mike stayed on Terrestrial for the, uh, and FAN, WFAN there, the All Sports Station in New York for another eight, nine years, more, ten years, and was successful. We left, you went first, I came because of you, uh, so we left, we came to Sirius, and you know, I think probably that bothered a lot of the terrestrial people. So I think that's got something to do with it. Maybe a little out, I hate to say this, because this, uh, but I think it, to some people's eyes, out of sight, out of mind. So maybe uh, that had a little something to do with it. They almost forgot that, you know, since I had been gone for such a long time. Remember, I left in 08, Mike got in a couple of years ago. Wait a second. Thought, you know what? We don't need Rooster. We got Mike here. And he kept but wait the show a second. He left. Wait a second. You got your own channels on Sirius XM, the Mad Dog channel. What are you talking about? It's like I understand. You asked me to explain. I'm I know. To give you a, 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 I'm not saying it's a correct explanation. I'm trying to tell you what they might be thinking about. Well, I'll saying. tell you what. It didn't stop Kid Kelly from getting in. Kid That's Kelly left her uh, try. And here's another point. What would you do? Have Sonny but not Cher? Bert but not Ernie? It doesn't make sense. I, it doesn't I, make uh, sense. Uh, I love you, Howard, so much. Yeah, I completely. How you doing, by the way? Things good? Give me a little rundown in your life the last 13 the, Well, months. I'll give you the rundown. Nothing's changed. I know you go to work at Sirius. I have not left my house still. I'm petrified of COVID. I am not living any kind of life that uh, allows me any kind of freedom. I'm completely still locked down. I'm like one of those... Um, Japanese guys in World War II who stayed in the jungle even after it was over. Why would you, I'm sure you've been boosted and having all the shots. Robin, yes. why wouldn't he show up a couple of days a week at Sirius? It makes no sense. He's healthy uh, as a rock. What is bullshit. he worried about? He's well, afraid you'll be in the hall and want to shake his hand. That's, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's a good point. And you'll uh, breathe on me. Crazy. No, I don't even want it. I have friends who got COVID. They are boosted. They're my age. They still do not have a sense of taste. They had a bitch of a time. They had uh, they ran a high fever. I don't want it. Well, if I can avoid it, I want to avoid it. I don't yeah, want we it. We need I your presence. We need you back in the reality of the and the, and the realm of things. You know, I got COVID in April. I did feel lousy for sixteen oh, you days. Had to it. be fair. Sixteen you days. Did get it. Sixteen yep. days. How bad was it? Did you have a fever? Mister, Mister, week of work. Right. Wow. Which uh, you never fevers, do. Fevers, uh, cough. Took me a while. And here's a good one that you'll appreciate. You know, I do a lot of running. Yeah. So I run probably, you know, maybe, uh, let's see, four, probably about 20 miles, 25 miles a week. Right. When I got healthy, I when I felt better, I tried to start running again. The first two times, I barely can get by, get to a mile and a half. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Have yeah. you have you been paying attention? And I, I I'll do this. Have you been paying attention? And we'll get back to the Hall of Fame. I'm interested in your life more importantly. Have you been paying attention to this first take stuff on ESPN? The first take. The show. I don't watch this. I don't know anything about sports. Yeah, but it's that's a sports show. They, I'm on here once a week at ten to twelve. That's fun. Oh. We laugh. We fool around. 
We talk sports. We talk all these topics. You're not following that? No, I'm not, but I didn't know you were on TV, but good for you, and that should help you get into the Radio Hall of Fame. Uh, Maybe that, that was will my impress point. the voters, yes. I well, said the I other day... Hurts. I think it actually hurts, to be honest with you. All right, now, let, let, let's, you're into this radio. Let's go back to the Radio Hall of Fame. No, I'm just saying, look, I know you, you want it there. think I'll get it in this year? Do you think I'll get in this year? I cannot imagine that you won't. I said on the air, I thought that uh, the following people should be in. You... Charles Laquadera up in Boston, right? He was you a legend. You would I would. Yep, go ahead. All right, I know all these guys. Carol Miller used to be on PLJ. Yeah, you didn't yeah listen I, to I agree with you on that. Very good. I agree Absolutely. With you on that. What about this guy who was on PLJ also? He had a big, deep Pat voice. Pat St. John. Pat St. John. Pat St. John. Come on. What are you talking about? 100%. He good one. 100%, right? Yep. Good one. I agree. And you too. And you too. That's it. You you and these other characters. Now, here's the problem with the Radio Hall of Fame. We know these people because they're in New York. Then you got guys from Detroit and Chicago and Philadelphia. They want to be in, too. But uh, no one, you know. So, in other words, how I don't know how you don't get the votes. You're from the number one radio market. You should be getting the votes. I think it's very tricky, Howard. I, you know, it sounds like I've lost twice uh, close the last few years. I have all my buddies who have these votes who text me. Charlie Steiner, the Dodger play-by-play guy, text me. I voted for you. But hey, who knows? You don't know what these votes. It's, Charlie, it's, you know, wait it's a second. A Charlie process. Steiner Charlie Steiner votes for the Radio yeah, Hall of Fame? Yeah, I guess he's got to vote because he texts me every time that he gets a ballot and he votes. There's 600 people who vote. So you got to be the top uh, six. You got to be top people, six of six hundred uh, people. You know, a lot of uh, people don't like Chris Rousseau. Then I yeah. think, you know, who cares? So as a result, you don't get their vote, and that's five what I'm get thinking. Their vote, you get knocked out. That's the way this works. You know that. That's that's what I'm thinking. These people well, really don't let's like get you. Serious. When I listen to that show, now I don't listen to sports shows, but I used to listen to Mike and the Mad Dog on terrestrial radio, and right. I wasn't there for for Mike. It was Mad Dog. Dog that I listened to. Of course, of course. Well, who who got his own channel? It's serious, Mad Dog. Not the. Yeah, I, not the I, I got it not because of you. I, I got it because you were successful, no. Howard. I mean, and plus the old our old order, Mel Carmen's and love me. That's why. Let's not go too crazy with that. But here's the bottom line. And by the you way, I'll give works. you. I'll give you. I'll give you another thing. The guy who should be in the Radio Hall of Fame is Mel Carmen. Uh, no one. He's not. No, he, is he not in the Radio Hall of Fame? No, no one How stood up. How is he for... not in the radio? That's a disgrace. How is he not in the Radio Hall of Fame? That's what I'm saying. He's a guy who stood up to the FCC just as much as I did. I mean, he was the guy who was putting all his money on the line for me. I have to say, he should be in there. But uh, I, I, mean, I, really I, I don't understand it. The face of radio. He and and by the way, as Howard will tell you, one thing about Mel that you loved always backed up his talent. Always. Right. right. Always. Always. And isn't that, isn't that what a good executive is supposed to do? Back up his talent and protect his talent? And nobody did, nobody did that better than he. And because of him and you, I wouldn't have come if it wasn't for you because I knew that if you came, it had to be successful. And Mel was my old boss. And because of that, that's the reason I, you know, I came over to Sirius. And I love the place. But I, I do think there is a little professional jealousy 
it is a vote. There's a lot of people on there that you and I aren't that familiar with that maybe some of the voters... How, say, you know how, badly, how badly do you want this on a scale of 1 to 10? 10 means I must be in the Radio Hall of Fame. 1 means I don't give a shit. Give me the number. 7. Okay, you want it bad. That's a 7. That's a hard 7, right? Yeah, that's not unbelievable. My life's not going to end, Howard, if I don't get right. it. But that, right, that, right, but, but, but a seven. Now, what else with you? We haven't talked Wait a second. Wait a second. You wait, wait a second. Before you give, as long as I got a professional sports guy on, I'm going to ask you a couple of my simple questions, okay? Yes. Because why not? Why not? I'm here, so fire away at me. Go ahead. All right. Number one, where do you stand on this whole golf controversy? What do you think of these guys chasing the money, joining that live tour, live tour that's backed by Saudi Arabia? Where do you stand on that? Uh, Two things. From a competition standpoint, I don't know why you would do it, because the best events and the best golf courses, the venues, are still in are still in the PGA Tour. So going out there in a 54-hole event, no cut, where everybody gets money, to beat 52-year-old golfers a la, you know, Lee Westwood and Sergio Garcia, Ian Poulter, I don't know why that would excite you. That would not excite me. My competitive juices, like your juices, my juices, you want to beat the people in front of you, there's nobody they beat. So that, But if that a guy, if, if a country, you know, somebody made this point, I was very much against it because of Saudi Arabia and all the, uh, you know, human rights abuses and all that stuff and Khashoggi and all that. But some guy called me up. He made a good point. He said, you know, Howard, we're deal, we're, we're dealing arms to them for, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars. Why should golfers, yeah. President's going there. Why, why should golfers be held to a different Uh, standard? And and that is the second place I'm going. If you're going to kill Mickelson and you're going to kill Dustin Johnson and now, of course, Kepka just left, well, you better start killing the NBA. They got deals in China. The NBA owners got $20 billion wrapped up in uh, the Chinese government where where they're all of a sudden Mother Teresa when it comes to countries. How about that? Right. How about NBC, uh, who's got deals with the IOC, and the NBC has put uh, the Olympics in Beijing and Sochi, Russia. And so, tell us how great Sochi, Russia is. How come that? So, come they if they, in? if you were a golfer and they offered you two hundred million dollars, you I wouldn't, wouldn't do go. it. I, but I wouldn't go because I don't like the competition angle. I wouldn't be afraid of taking the money because all these other entities in the United States and athletes have taken it. How many shoes has LeBron sold in China, for crying out loud? Or Kobe, or the late, great Kobe Bryant. So I wouldn't go because I would be afraid that I would be taking blood money because we have taken blood money in sports in the U.S. government forever. So that would not prevent me from going, but I wouldn't take it because winning some dopey tournament in London is not the same as playing in a Ryder Cup golf, which is a biannual event, you know, every other year event. Well, uh, you got... You got Brooks Kepka just jumped. You got Bryson and Dustin Johnson are big names who jump ship, right? Well, right. Patrick Reed. Patrick Reed. Right. Another you know why? I mean, a guy like th- these guys are looking at it and saying, "I don't give a fuck." Two hundred, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars are being thrown around here, and that's it. You that's know what it? their well, overhead thing, Howard. is, Howard? <laughs> what is that, Robin? I said, you know what their overhead is? They got private jets. They got a huge team they have to support. 
That's you know, they, and families and, you know, whatever lifestyle they have. That's a business. It is. All right. They're there. Hey, here's the other right. thing, Howard, that you got to keep in mind that's very important here. Remember, the four majors in America, the Masters, the just-completed U.S. Open, the British Open, and the PGA, they are not going to, I don't think, they are not going to ban the players who j- jump ship. So, and just because these four and a lot of others have played in this tour, they're still going to be able to play the Masters, the U.S. Open, the British Open, and the PGA. And in, golf, right. and in golf, that's all that counts. Keep that in mind. That's Mad cool. Dog, on our phone is our boss, Jennifer Witz, who runs the entire Sirius XM Pandora Stitcher empire. She wants to comment on you and the Radio Hall of Fame. I want Miss Witz. What do you say to Mad Dog, please? Mad Dog, you've got one year to get in the Hall of Fame or you're fired. <laughs> why is it, Miss Witz, why, why is it important to you for Mad Dog to be, do you want, in other words, you want all of your talent to be Radio Hall of Famers, is that right? That's right. In other words, sodas are for executives and Hall of Famers only, Stern. <laughs> He's gonna be unemployed, dog, if he doesn't fucking shape up. Yes, right. All right. You hear Got me, you. Mad Dog? I hear, I hear you, baby. I hear you. I hear you. Yeah. Listen to me, He's Mad bad. Dog. I'm not kidding with you. I'll give Human Newman your channel in a heartbeat if you don't get it. And I'm not playing around. You hear me? Yeah, I need human to, uh, well, I have Mr. Stern to promote me. If that doesn't work, we're in big trouble. Don't you think, well, Howard? Listen go. to me. They, they... Listen to me, go. Mad Dog. If you don't, you don't fucking make eye contact with me until you get that award. You got it? Yeah, right. <laughs> I got you. Right, right, right. Yeah, when you're in the hall, what's the matter with you? By the way, I don't know how many people know this about Mad Dog Russo. There is someone who has a massive. He's a married man. He's faithful. You've never cheated on your wife, right? Never. God right. no. God you don't no. even look. At, I see you in the hall. I sometimes watch you. I don't even he see you. He doesn't look looking. at other women. Even I, you know some of the, the ladies on uh, Hits One are very attractive, and I don't even yeah. see Mad Dog checking them out. I, I really, mm-hmm. I, this guy, he's very focused on sports. He's like a 12-year-old. He doesn't even look at girls. And um, I'll tell you what, um, uh, I don't know if, if Mad Dog knows this, but he's an attractive guy. He knows it. Uh, High Pitch Eric is madly fucking in love with Mad Dog. What? Yeah, he has a crush on him. Uh, hey, High Pitch, am I saying something out of line? No, you're not. It's true. I, I love Mad Dog. I listen to him religiously because he loves baseball. Like I love baseball. And I love him so much. He's always a great guest on your show. I fucking, fucking love him. Are you sexually attracted to him? Uh, more than Donnie Wahlberg, yes. Really? What? Wow. You would, would you blow Mad Dog? I don't let Mad Dog drop me off, then I would, uh, I would probably have him blow me, and then I'll blow him. Oh, wow. Okay. There's I'm the nice fantasy, Mad Dog. If you ever <laughs> want trouble. it. That's, That's trouble. trouble. <laughs> what am I supposed to say to that? That is. Um, can we go back to the golf? Okay. Oh, <laughs> never mind golf. I'm going to ask you about this. As long as I'm mentioning uh, high pitch, mention baseball. Uh, finally, you got a situation where the Yankees are the best team in baseball. The Mets are in first place, and right. it's you know it's June. And they're only five and a half games up on the World Series uh, champion Atlanta Braves. Right. Uh, first of all, it's about fucking time. I mean, yep. the Big Apple should have winning teams. Uh, I there's agree. so much. Exactly. 
Are the Mets going to choke again, and can the no. Yankees win? Ah, go no, ahead. Uh, no. I'm glad you asked it. I'm glad you, can I answer? That's a good answer. Yeah. That's a good question. Uh, number one, the Yankees are 50-18. and 18. When you're 50-18, and 18, you know, that is an incredible stretch of 68 games. Uh, and the Yankees have good pitching. They play very good defense. The Yankees will have a lot of pressure on them because you can't go have this regular season and then blow it in the playoffs. And they haven't won a championship since 09. But, you know, the American League isn't that good. I think the Yankees are excellent. The Mets are a very intriguing and a very interesting story. Buck Showalter, who has been bouncing around a long time, he's a very good manager. He's never gotten a break. He found this team because Cohen, the owner, wanted to hire him. He's 68 years old, wherever he is, 65 years old. And the Mets are, have very good pitching. They got a resourceful offense. They don't strike out. They have their 20-something games over 500. The Mets are a very, very good and a very dangerous team. And here's the intriguing thing about it. If the Yankees have this incredible regular season, which they are right now, and they end up in a World Series, which I think they got a good chance to be in the World Series this year, which they haven't been since 2009, by the way. The Yankees right. are in the World Series, and they look at the Mets – all the pressure in the world is going to be on the Yankees because the right. Yankees cannot lose the Mets in the World Series, and I think that is very possible. They're the two best teams in baseball, basically 40% through the season, and I think a Yankee-Met World Series, which we had in 2000, I think a Yankee-Met World Series is very, very doable this year. How's that? Good and Good answer. Good answer, and I'm excited by your answer. I would wa now. I'm not a big sports guy, but I would watch the Mets and the oh, Yankees absolutely. duke it out in a World Series. Now that would but be exciting. Do you think that's a big deal for the rest of the country, no. or will no, the don't. rest of the country? No, no, I don't. I'm fuck the rest of the country, up. right? Right, man. Don't fuck. Fuck the rest of the country. Well, Go fair. ahead and say you it. Wanna, you don't. <laughs> the 2000 World Series lousy ratings. Yankees right. Mets. Only went five right. games. Didn't go the full seven games, but didn't do well. And that is a big problem with baseball. Uh, I'll throw this at you, Howard, and you can uh, you I, you get into ratings. You love that. You and I have lived it our whole lives. Right. Um, the game one of the World Series this year is being de is delayed because they had that lockout in the winter time. So game one of the World Series. Let's say Yankees Mets to have fun is October 30th, okay? Day before Halloween. It's a Sunday night. Sunday night. You know what the NFL football game is that night? Green right. Bay at Buffalo. Now you oh, say, boy. who cares? That's Rodgers against Josh Allen. I know you're not a huge sports fan, but I the know. Bills are a big team. Green Bay is Green Bay, and that's going to go head-to-head -head against well, the Well, you Series. make a that's good that. point. You make that's a good that. point. The, the, I'm joking around when I say, you know, fuck the rest of the country. The rest of the country, they'd like to see the Yankees or the Mets play a different team yes. outside of New York. You're absolutely yeah. right. 100%. And, and, and but you got the Mets finally, and they're they're without their two best pitchers. Boy, and you're on top of it. I, you are, Gary what are you Tills doing in that little seclusion? You know what's going? You reading the papers? You're Max, on top of it. Max Scherzer, Scherzer and Degrom. And, and DeGrom, and that's right. Come back. You're on top of it, Howard. I'm proud of you. Yes. That's that right. Oh, listen. I could go in the weeds a little bit. I, I lose you after a couple of times. All right. Switch to music real real fast. You love Bruce Springsteen more than anyone. Bruce showed up at the McCartney show. Were you there or not?
I wasn't. I heard you with David Crosby last summer. He did a great job with that. Um, whenever it was with Crosby. Uh, you know, I love Crosby's Those are Nash. You and I talked about Laurel Canyon the last time you had me. Uh, uh, Springsteen also went on with Coldplay the week before at right. MetLife and played two songs. He played. Were you there? Um, Were you there? I wasn't. I got all the video. But here's the thing about Bruce. Here's the thing about Bruce. Go ahead. You tell know, us something. Van, I had Stevie Van Zandt on about his book. Uh, just right. so I, I, you know, uh, I think you had him on too, maybe. But I had him on for his book, that book that came out. Bruce will come out in February. And he's going to do that arena tour in America. Then he's going to Europe. And then he's going to come back and play stadiums that is next February. I will be completely into that. Completely. And I will go to a many, a, many a show. And here's something I'm going to tell you, Howard. I don't think you knew this. In early May, I took anniversary present, sort of. And my daughter was studying in Europe. I took my wife and my older, uh, my one, my daughter, we went to Dublin and then we traveled around Ireland and I loved it. And I, I was, I, I, I said, I'm going to hate this. I lo- you know, a lot of in the car looking at sheep and I right. thought I'd be bored stiff. Absolutely. I loved it. So yep. I noticed last in the tour for next year, Bruce is going to play three shows in Dublin. May 5th, May 7th, and May 9th. I promise you I'll be at a couple of those shows. How's that? Oh, wow. my. That is big news. Let me alert the media. This is big news. Mad Dog. <laughs> Does this yeah. man belong in the Radio Hall of Fame or not? Look at I what mean, he's this, willing this is to a, do. This is a guy who belongs in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. He's <laughs> traveling to Dublin just to see Bruce Springsteen. I will do now, that. Because finally, I him, again. I've never seen him in Europe, but I hear in Europe he's phenomenal. I have to do that. So Dublin. I'll tell you. I'll day. tell you. I'll tell you another thing that excites me about sports. I love that Tom Brady retired, then he unretired, and then he signed the deal to be a broadcaster on Fox. I like it. I like this guy, and I like what he's up to, and I like that he's able to still play football at his age. Will Brady. And still, one of the great interviews ever, you and Brady a couple years ago, was about two and a half hours. Will Brady, will Brady win another Super Bowl? Before he finally hangs it up. Go ahead. Boy, that's a tough one. He's going to have a chance. He's going to have a chance, but I will say no. You know, Rob Gronkowski just retired, as you know, the tight end. Uh, I will say no. I think he's pushing his luck a little bit. We all know he's the greatest quarterback of all time. We all know he's an incredible competitor. As you said, was he 44, 45 years of age, still playing NFL football? I'm not sure about him working on Fox. I don't know if he's going to be that great as an analyst. But as far as his NFL is concerned, he'll have a good year. The NFC is not very good, which will help him. Why would he not be a good analyst? The man plays. He understands. I just don't think he's going to be open enough. I don't think he's going to want to criticize fellow quarterbacks. And in other words, in other words, you're saying in order to be great, you got to be a little bit controversial. Absolutely. And, yeah, and he is—he's uh, everybody's pal, right? There you go, Howard. Good job. Are you yes. are you wearing yes. are you wearing Tom Brady's new clothing line? I think it would look good on you. I've seen it. Uh, Brady sent me, not you, sent me. His entire line. Really? And, uh, 
Yes, it's very athletic. I would think you would run in it. Have you have you bought any of Tom Brady's clothing? I have line? not, and he would not send that to me. Him and I have had some issues over the years, as you well know, better than anybody. Not right. not issues. I've said some things. I'm sure he's gotten back to. Bottom line is, one more time, that interview you did with him last year, which we played some of those cuts because you gave a serious permission. I yes. think he gave us. What yes. a freaking job you did with that. Uh, you would make a sanitation uh, director sound interesting, and that was, and he opened well, up. Well, as he a matter of up. fact, That's I wasn't going to, I wasn't going to reveal this. I wasn't going to reveal this, but next week I'll be interviewing a sanitation director, and we're going to see if I can make him interesting. Believe it or <laughs> not, that is something. Can it you? Anybody is can it you? Now, how uh, come? How come you haven't followed this first? I'm so proud of this. How come you haven't followed this first take thing on ESPN? Oh, well, you're promoting something, obviously. You know I'm not that audience. I don't know from first take, second take, third take. Uh, I, I do everything. I would know. You guys, I've been doing all these crazy videos for them. You don't know what's going on there. I'm surprised. Well, all right. I'll, I, I see you want to promote a little bit, and that's fair. What? What's, give me the name of the show. Don't yell. Just tell me the name of the show. Well, I'm on, I'm on today with Stephen A. Stephen A. Smith, Go. 10 all to right. 12, first take. Yeah. Wednesday, first take. Wednesdays. Every Wednesday. Gary, yes. you know what he's talking about? I still don't know what he's talking about. Yeah, and it's kind of, it's a big deal because it's on ESPN, but he's on with a guy named Stephen A. Smith, uh, Howard, who is kind of like makes Chris seem calm at times. You know, <laughs> he's a screamer and a yeller too. And Stephen A. Smith is one of those guys you could ask him, you know, what Mad do you dog. think of those shoes Gary, over there? And he will yell and scream. Mad Dog, why go on with another screamer? Let me ask you from a broadcasting stand standpoint. You, uh, Gary says, you're a screamer. This guy's a screamer. Is it too much screaming? Don't you need a calm, collected co-host much like Tom Francesco or whatever his name is, Mike Francesco? Mike, Don't, Mike. Yeah, love, whatever. Yeah, Stephen A is the greatest guy in the world. That's number one. He really is a tremendous guy. Number two, think of the. Uh, here's the best way to explain it. I went to a barbecue on Father's Day. Okay. Yeah. I go to the barbecue on Father's Day. My wife's two nephews. One was graduating high school. The other one was graduating college. One at USC and a high school. Two of the kids there. One's a pitcher at Fordham. One's a lacrosse player at Penn. Do you know that both these kids, these are 20-year-old kids, said, they all, they, they call me Uncle Mad Dog. Mad Dog, do you know that we watch every Wednesday at 10 o'clock, we work out, and everybody on the teams sit there and love you, love you and Stephen A. screaming and yelling at each other? So, These in other words, who, who don't listen to serious sex? Hold on, Marshall a, McLuhan. I, Marshall McLuhan said, "Yeah, television is a cool medium, and by that he meant people want calm. Is it going to succeed with two hotheads, two <laughs> loudmouths yelling at each other? That's the thing that everyone's questioning. That's if what it we want to know. Five days a week. If it was five days a week, maybe not." Right. But one to ask Gary, he knows what he's a sports fan. Gary said that Chris, that's Chris, your that you your co-host Stephen A. Smith yelled at him in the halls of Sirius. That's how much this guy yells. Gary, what happened <laughs> when Stephen A. Smith yelled at you? 
So he was up at Sirius doing something, right? And so I'm a pretty big sports fan. Stephen A. Smith is a huge deal. He's a big deal. Right. Okay. So I was at the elevator, and I saw him there, and he looked over at me, and I said, oh, I didn't know you did your show from here. He goes, I've been doing my show from here for 11 years. <laughs> so, and then, and then, so like, I didn't know what to say. And then he like snarled at me. And, but you have to understand something, Howard. That is his personality, but he like yelled at me. Carrie, is it true that Mad Dog's glasses broke in the middle of first take last week on air and he looked outrageously ridiculous trying to debate Stephen A. Smith with a broken pair of glasses? What <laughs> I, I didn't see it, but, but JD told right. me he said it was ridiculous. He said these glasses oh were bouncing God. all over the place and they're yelling at each other. Mad Dog, <laughs> it, it, it got so heated, your glasses broke, and people were saying it was hard to take you seriously with broken glasses on TV. Uh, Howard, this is the entertainment business. I fell off the chair once <laughs> one week here. <laughs> the, the, the ear thing fell out of my ear. We're Let looking at a picture fun. of you. It's entertainment. It's goofy. Who the hell takes By the way, seriously anyway for crying out loud? You know how I'm going to I'm going to say this because you can't say it. I'm going to say it. And I'm going to blow your horn here for a little bit. Everyone now knows first take this show that chris mad dog russo is on saw a 22 percent increase in viewership since mad dog was brought on the program in other words there was a real concern this show was going to tank and mad dog came in and lifted it if that isn't an accomplishment for radio hall of fame come on come on Right, that's Mad a Dog. Strong. That's a little strong. But Mad you, Dog. Any compliment from you? When Mad Dog take it, take it, Mad Dog. Stop being did, so humble. You got to talk. You got it like me. You got to promote a little bit. Did you right. increase the ratings twenty two percent? I think here's what I would say. I think, as I said with the two kids, with all their teammates all revved up on Wednesday morning, I think if you're a sports fan. And Gary hit it right on the head. Stephen A. is a huge deal. Maybe not in our world, you know, the older guy necessarily, but right. he's a huge deal. Huge. And for me to go on there and have fun with him, it has opened did, up a lot of did, people's eyes to who I am, which I didn't have necessarily with the other things that I do. So for that, I'm, in, I'm grateful for him. And I did you? That I, did you I think I brought an element to it that they didn't have. How's that? Did, How's that? did he? Did he come to you, Stephen A. Yes. Smith, begging yes. you to be no. on the show? He knew no. he was in I, trouble. No. Tell the real story I of what God, happened. No. No, this guy was—he was panicked. He was panicked, and they brought. How did it? How did they figure out to get you on there? He was—he was not. He—he he was down in the ratings. Well, who they was must, there before? Was there somebody there before? Or was he just yelling by himself? Well, he, he did the show with Skip Bayless, and then Skip Bayless left to go to work at Fox, and then he did the show with another did guy. Did he thank you? Did he thank you when the ratings went up 22%? He has thanked me profusely. He has, he's, I tell you what he does that's phenomenal. Go ahead. He does a show every day. You know, he's on every single day, does the NBA oh. countdown. The guy is a huge deal here. Here's the thing. When I go on there on Wednesdays, Chris, it's 50-50. You're as important to this show as I am. Matter of fact, matter of course, I'll give you a good one. Matter of fact, you should go back and watch it. When we were on the day after the Texas shooting, we were on. And Steve Kerr, the Golden State Warrior coach, you remember that video clip when he ran off the set all upset about the Congress not doing anything with gun control? I don't know if you saw that. 
Okay. I saw it. Okay, so we were on the next morning. And so we obviously had to lead with it. That's a heavy topic. We had right. to lead with it. Stephen, say, Stephen A. said, I'll go first, and then you, t- and then you do your thing. So right. Stephen A. goes first and, you know, does what you would normally do. This is a joke. This is got to stop. You know, that kind of thing. And then I went. I looked at that camera for about three minutes. I was, I was passionate. You know, I, I, I was me. In, right. a, in, a, in, a, in a serious way, people got so into that. That is something that I don't necessarily get in these other spots. But because of that, they got a million views, millions and millions of views. I got a thousand people texting me because of the power, Howard. Are there's you things, going two to things that have power? You have power when, on this show. And first take. When and you saw over. the increase in the ratings, are you getting as much compensation no, as Stephen no, A. Smith? No. How much is he getting? How you, much I'll are you going? I'll give you a good one. I'll, I'll give you, right. you, you like to have dirt? I'll give you dirt. You want to hear a little give dirt? Give me dirt. Give, okay. give me the dirt. You were never okay. afraid. Go ahead. Um, Stephen A. calls me in January, texts me about the Hall of Fame. He says, Chris, can you come in here for a few minutes to do something on the Barry Bonds and Clemens Hall of Fame? January 24th. I said, sure. So I come down, I go down to South Street Seaport, I go on for about a half hour, we do the two segments. Two days later, two days later, ESPN reaches out to my agent and says, listen, uh, we'd love to get him on once a week. Here's our proposal. I countered, so I gave him 40 appearances for the year, but I sold myself way short. Of course because you did. Because I did not realize, I had no idea that this show would be, A, that much fun, that he would be so good, and everybody would get a kick out of it, like Gary. Like the so, kids with the lacrosse. So I sold myself. I did not do a good job with that negotiation. Wow. So how, no. long, how long a contract did you sign? 40 appearances. 40 appearances. Now, you are... Go- Stephen A. Stingy is going to have to come up with the dough because you're getting 22% increase, right? Well, I mean, it's not just me, but uh, okay, if you uh, want to okay, say that. Yeah. 40 oh, appearances boy. is 40 weeks. So right. One appearance a week, that's a year. So I did, now they do provide the car services and all that, but mm-hmm. I sold myself short. And I'll tell you something else I did. You want to hear this? Go ahead. Uh, Sirius wanted, to, they were nervous, I think. Go ahead. Because, you know, I leave, who knows, you know? So I probably should, boy, I shouldn't tell you this, but. Tell me, I'll help uh, you. Uh, but for you, as I love you so much. So what I did is I gave Sirius another year at a flat rate. What? Oh, Who's negotiating for you? Who's <laughs> your. That was a bad one. Why don't you get yourself an agent? I should have got your guy. No, my my, my guy's great. Uh, but that was a, yeah. I, you would agree? That was selling myself short. That's what my wife well, was telling me. Well, listen, you me know what it is. Let me my thoughts are simple. You're the type of guy gets all excited when someone wants you. Clearly in your childhood, you were rejected. And someone there, when you hear someone wants you, you jump. That's you, a good you, point. you jump too fast. You got to sit and call me first. 
and have a he discussion. He doesn't even have a decent pair of glasses. He's taking so little money. <laughs> I mean, you're ridiculous. on camera. You're on camera, and you can't even afford glasses. Well, I got I got a pair for today. I'm okay, but uh, uh, yeah. Listen, so, uh, listen you're to right. me. You make you you hit me well. You, I, I want to be liked, and so as a result of that, I probably agreed too quickly. I probably should have held that a little bit, realizing that I am talented. Right. And I believe in yourself a bit. Are you What's beginning the with to you? see your worth, Mad Dog? Are you still uh, behind well, no, the I mean, I mean, listen, you know, I, I really, really, I love doing this. And so I, I wonder him. what, I wonder for the 40 appearances, what kind of money you got. But take I a wonder, about it. You want me to guess? Uh, uh, per appearance. If that's how it works? Okay, let me think. You're going on TV once a week. Jesus Christ. I mean, this guy negotiates the worst contracts, this man, dog. <laughs> I, got, I mean, I'm embarrassed to say what I'm thinking right now. Has I he mean, seen uh, television? Does he know they make money? Well, <laughs> I'll tell you what. Mad Dog, I, I saw his last radio contract. He has to fetch Jennifer Witt's lunch as part of the contract. <laughs> That's funny. funny. Uh, I, I, I said, this guy, hey, Mad Dog, he's sad, dog. I look over these contracts. Um, <laughs> you know, it's Pride Month. Uh, you, you, you should have some pride in your career. Let me think for a second. What did Mad Dog agree to? Her appearance. What's the network you're on? ESPN Howard. ESPN. It's owned by Disney Howard. Let me think. I, I gotta let me do some math here for a second. I mean, could you be getting? I'm gonna say you're getting about twenty five hundred dollars in appearance. Oh no, no, north of that. North of that. North of that. Oh, thank I'm God. I'm not that stupid. I'm not all right, stupid. All right, all right, all right, <laughs> we're no, we're not to, all right. We're north of All right, give me Hold a credit. I mean, oh I'm, I'm afraid with you. I, well, I, you listening know. to you, we don't know what to think. A little 2500 my God. I don't know. Yeah, the way you're bad. going, they probably said, well, it's plus car service. You know how well, these guys do operate. That. They did yeah, do that. They did that. You got the car. You know what they said? This guy's such a bad negotiator. Negotiator, let's throw in a car service for All right, I got day. the number. I got the number. Wait, I got the number. Go All right. Uh, 10,000 in appearance. Sharp as a tech. Wow. Yeah. You nailed it. Yeah. 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 You freaking nailed it. Do they throw that? in lunch? My God. How did you nail that? <laughs> I'll tell you how. I'm th I'm, I put, you know what I do? I I channel Mad Dog. I go, for, don't be Howard Stern now. Be Mad Dog. With all his image, you know, all his, uh, his uh, he has a, ish, all his issues, lack of self-worth, you know, blah, 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 blah. And I thought, what would Mad Dog turn? And he accepted, and I said, he'd accept 10000 Now, Mad Dog could could have gotten a lot more money out of this situation. He could have. They got a lot yeah, of money over there. they were sitting there waiting for some big number. Well, yeah. you would agree. Uh, here's what I, I know you're not following it, you two, Robin, either. At least Gary is, so he knows. Here's the. Here's what I'm proud of. You ready? Right. What? They've gotten their money's worth. They sure did. Oh, 22% increase. Hey, by the way, on the phone, I love this. Mad Dog's agent's on the phone. Let me just say hi to him. Hi. Okay. Uh, uh, hey, Mad Dog's agent, you there? Hey, it's money out there, brother. You got to work, you got to work. <laughs> right. <laughs> hey, hey. When you negotiated with Mad Dog, get Mad Dog back on the phone. I accidentally hung up on him. Mad oh. Dog, how long? How could you ten thousand in appearance? What do I? The jobless motherfucker painter, the priority yeah. requester, and for transportation. Huh. Right, transportation right. too. <laughs>
<laughs> yeah. You think Lee that's a good deal? Five grand. Boots what is that? All right. Okay. Uh, listen, Mad Dog's agent, thank you for calling in. Do you have any last words you want to say? Bush it was, but it was a lot of money, but I didn't tell you the truth, though. All right. That's Mad right. Dog, I'm sorry I hung up on you. That's okay. I, 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 I got the gist of it. You've been funny with these little voices here out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> no, listen. It, it's a, we I, all know. You I'll tell you let's the truth. Let's get to you. Let's get let me to tell, you. Let, 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 let me say one last thing. And and by the way, you know, when you hear the term $10,000 at an appearance, I'm sure most people listen to this and go, what's he complaining about? That's I'm a lot right. of money. Right. But 100%. What we're talking about here is Stephen A. Smith reportedly makes $8 million a year at ESPN. More than that. More, More than, than that. that. And, and Mad Dog He's worth is, every penny. He's worth every the, penny. Go the, ahead. The, the odds of getting a job like that, like, but Mad Dog got, so when you're hot, you got to make the money right then and there because it could all go away. That's our point. 100%. I'm 62. Listen, so. I'm a 62-year-old white guy, old fart, talking sports in 2022 America. With three right. jobs. See, he talks himself down right away. With right. three Mad jobs. Dog. MOB Mad Network, dog. serious and this. There's not many guys who can do that. I got to be careful and not overstay my welcome. Hold well, that's what Mad, Mad, Mad Dog, how that fast did they... Pay attention, Howard. Mad Dog. Pay attention. How fast did they accept that deal? Well, you know, it's funny. I'll give you a little negotiation stance. You ready? Okay. Howard, you there? Yeah, I'm listening. All right, I'm listening, good. yeah. They first said, well, how about 7500 and Chris can do it half from home and half in New York? Mm-hmm. And I said, if I'm going to do this right, I got to be here every week. Right. I can't do I can't do this on a on a first time ever. I got to do this properly. So I'll right. come in every week, no problem if you raise it to 10 10 grand. Right. They said See? yes in ten seconds. They said yes in ten seconds. Yep, That's yep, when yep, you know yep. you made a bad deal. <laughs> I, you know what? I'm doing it because I love it. It's fun. But you're right. I when, probably and you're, myself yeah, and you're a right. Short. And you're right when you evaluate your life. You're a 62 year old guy. You got a couple of more good years left in you before they got to send you off to the home. So <laughs> now you got to strike while the iron's hot, and you got to keep your energy together. You got to also. You know, have the energy to put into all these shows. You're screaming That's and yelling right. on all these shows. It's like it takes a lot out of you. That's the point. But Listen. I have you here constantly who motivates me. Now, forget that. You. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, are you still motivated on a day-in, day-out basis to do radio? Of course. Listen, I would not do it. And I'll tell you how I know I'm motivated to do it. There isn't a day that I do the show where I don't have Ajita. And I don't have, um, I don't complain. And the reason I have that is because I still care. You see? Uh, of course. If I didn't, if I didn't care and I was just here, you know, floating by, it would be no big deal. But every day I'm like, Oh, Jesus, how can I keep doing this? I got to have this meeting and I got to call this person and I got to write this material. In other words, I still care, man. Do you understand? Of course I care. Do you still get? Do you still get excited when you get a big big guest on? Yes. I do enjoy talking to people and hearing about their lives. So, yes. Today he was yes. very excited because he's talking to you. 
No, I, that, that's be That's Robin. Thank you for the compliment, but that's taking well. I said, you want to know why you're on today? I'll tell you why. We're having a meeting yesterday. Somebody says, "Hey, I ran into Mad Dog in the halls at Sirius XM." I said, "No kidding." I said, "Did he shake your hand?" He's a madman with that handshake. <laughs> they said, "No, they got a um, shoulder bump because of COVID." I said, "Thank God! Thank God! This Mad Dog is taken." His and stop with that handshake. We're in a we're still in a pandemic. People think we're not in a pandemic. We are. So I was happy to hear that. I said, you know, that son of a bitch, mad dog. He's a good guy. I like him. And I can't. Uh, I, I said, you know, I wonder if he really cares about this radio hall of fame. I mean, deep down inside, does he really care about it? Because you know. And uh, I said, you know what? Just call him. Let, let tell him to call in and let's have a conversation about it. That's how it all went down, just like that. And I was—I gave you the answer at number seven, so I do. All right, so you're still into the radio, and you're still into the big guests. I know you're not yeah. doing a lot of shows now. Will you miss on an on an August day when you're a little bored? Will you miss doing the show? Listen, here's my attitude. I'm a guy who's never bored. The idea that I'd be a little bit bored. I have so many hobbies and interests. Oh, you got the painting and you got all those good things going on, right? I got the painting. I could sit and watch. I could watch YouTube videos for seven hours and not be bored. You know what I'm saying? And my day goes so fast. I'll tell you my day. I have breakfast, right? Next thing I know, I go for a walk with my wife. I come home. A little bit later on, I do a little workout. And it's time for lunch. After lunch, I take a nap. After my nap, I get up. Now already I'm thinking dinner at 5 o'clock. Now my <laughs> dinner time is 5 o'clock. So I got a little window of time, and I do a little bit of painting. Some days I can't even get the paint. So then I have dinner. There's no painting right, after so, so, dinner? So I'm not no bored. I'm not bored. Dinner? Now I will t no, that's it. I'm done. I'm tired after oh. dinner. I ate. Okay. So, you know, th so when I'm off, or I, and now I write my journal. And you know what I write? Material for the radio show. That's well, what that I do. That, that you're still in. Do you, uh, do you do you drink or do you have a glass of wine every now and then? Never. No? I'm, I'm completely sober. Completely how about, sober. How about, we had the conversation last time. How about the gummies? You do any of that? No. No. No, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. I'm not into it. I know you're into it. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's, he's a big pothead. Yeah. Oh. Uh, I like the gummies occasionally, I have to admit. Uh, I, no. I like those gummies. Um, so you, but, so but you asked me You asked me a question. In August, will I be upset that I'm not there? Now, he, I'll tell you something that no. happened. Well, the, I'll tell you something that happens to me, and I work with the psychiatrist on this. Uh, when I'm not with my audience, I start to get a little bit angabissin. You know Italian angabissin? Well, What's I get a mean? little bit, it means a little bit out of sorts. Uh, because I do need a connection with an audience. You're not, you're not off base. In other words, it can be difficult for me to be on vacation. But I'm doing 112 shows a year, right? Uh, we do three, four hours a, a, a shot with every show. Right. right. And I feel uh, it's a good balance in my life. At this point, when I was younger, I did more shows than you. I had a radio show. I had TV shows. I had movies I did. I wrote books. I, I worked 24-7. Now I've learned to take a little bit of time for myself. You're 60. How old are you, Howard? 68? Something like that. 
<laughs> ballpark, ballpark. So ballpark. you still, you, you, you still, you, you want to perform, which is that's what I want to do. I want to perform. So you and I want to spot you and me. You have that same itch sometimes that to want to perform. When you come back in September, are you raring to go the first day back? No, no. It'll take me. I have to warm up. I have to warm up. So it will take you a, a week or so to get back into the flow of it. Yeah, because I'll be into the vacation flow. You understand? Right. Yeah, but you, know, you can't vacation forever, for crying out loud. That's the reason I asked I you, a young man. Listen, how many more? A young man. How many more? Who knows? You see you see who dropped dead? Uh, talk about some of these people who died in their 60s. You're talking about... Um, uh, the 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 guy, the comedian, uh, Bob, uh, Bob Saget. Saget. Oh, Bob. Yep, that was Bob terrible. Saget. Boom. You see a lot of these guys. Uh, Gilbert Gottfried just died. You know how old he was? How old? Sixty-eight, sixty-seven, something like that. Ray Liotta. You know how old he was? Oh, that was terrible. Sixty-seven, sixty-eight. Six, yeah. That's right. Uh, Norm Macdonald, one of the funniest guys I ever met. Norm Macdonald. Sixty. Yeah. Right out. Goodbye. No more. He's the great beyond, pal. You got it. You got I, I, I get it. You can't. You, you try not to think too much about that. But I, I, I do understand. So you do. Uh, now, do you miss not being with? What do you kids? think? Wait a second. What do you think is going to happen when we die? Are we gonna? I know you're a religious our soul, guy. Our soul will go to heaven, and we will see God. You believe oh my that? God. Hold yes, it. Yes, I believe it. You believe, believe it, right? You I grew up it. what? A Catholic? Well, Episcopalian, the same thing. Yes. Right. And yes. you are convinced. And, and you believe. You're going to see God? You can't even well, get yes, to the Radio yeah, Hall I, of Fame. I, 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 but I mean, geez, I've gone to chess. I've gone to church for 60 something years. Confirmed the whole bit. Uh, are you going to church? Are you? Do you yes. go to church every week? Yes. You do? Every Sunday? No, uh, every week. Every week's a little strong. Let's say fifty-two weeks a year. I'll go to forty services a year. And uh, and 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 what is your belief? Does God's a dude, right? I mean, he's a man, of course. And somebody uh, had to start. Somebody had to start this in some capacity. I believe right. that I believe that in some form that we will our soul will live on, and we will you know, the good guys. Which you are one of them, Robin. Thank you. We will go to heaven, and we will live in paradise. What is the line? In other words, you've done some things. You take gummies, uh, uh, this kind of thing. I'm not perfect. You, I've done some things I'm not proud of, 100%. Yes, go ahead. But but you believe you will go to heaven? I do. Yeah, I believe that. Well, why would I go to church 40 weeks a year for 60 years if I didn't believe it? What's the point? Well, I mean, uh, who's to why say what the line is? Easter? Why, why would I go to church on Easter Sunday, for crying out loud? Why would I do that for 50 years? Have you ever right? fucked a woman? Have you ever fucked a woman not in marriage? Do I have to answer that? Yes. I'm, well, I'm making God the point. already knows. You might as well tell right. us. <laughs> yeah. How old was I when I got married? You tell me. 35. All right. Oh, so you obviously, <laughs> you had sex... Before marriage. I would hope so. And you don't believe that God will punish you for that? You know no. that's against... Really? I'm not perfect. I am not... That Bible was written 2,000 years ago. I am not perfect. I am not uh, perfect. 
And what about I, your? I, I uh, bad, what about I your? Bad li- I use bad language. The Bible says, "Don't do that." I what about been, your drug I use? The other cheek. I haven't turned the other cheek every time I get a dispute. <laughs> God says, "Do that." So I'm not perfect, but you uh-huh. and I, you and I together, with Robin, with my father. Are your parents, your parents passed away, Howard. No, they they. they, they, they uh, oh man, my father last night. Forget about it. How oh, old is your dad now? He's over ninety, he's, right? He's going to turn ninety nine in July. Last night he went ninety nine. Oh my yeah. god! He went completely bonkers last night, Mad Dog. Completely bonkers. What happened? Had to, what was the problem? Had to, had to send him to the hospital again. Oh, he oh was, really? Uh, he's hallucinating. He carries on. He goes crazy. Won't take his medication. Starts yelling and screaming. My mom gets scared. You know what I said to my mother? I said, that dude scared me my whole life. Good. Let him scare you now. <laughs> Leave me how the many, fuck alone. Many, now you know what I went through. <laughs> how many brothers and sisters do you have, Howard? I, I got a sister. I got one sister. She's four years older than me. Are you close to her? Yeah, I love my sister. Sure. I love my sister. You call her but, once uh, a week? Nah, we don't talk that much, but uh, we, we have uh, we have mad love for each other. We We, we certainly respect one another. But uh, we don't talk a lot, but it's... Um, do you, you know, call, do, do the both of you take care of your parents together? Yes, sure, yeah. Okay. Absolutely. When, I mean, well, you know, we all we, we have different roles in that, but yet uh, it all works out just fine. All right, now, uh, when Howard Stern passes away, and he sounds like you got good genes, you got 30 years to go, but when Howard Stern passes away, where are you going if you're not going to heaven? Here's my fear, and I want to believe what you are believing. I really do. Because it's a nice fairy tale and it makes me feel like, oh shit, the whole ride ain't over. I love living and I love my wife and I love my kids and I love, you know, I love the whole situation as much but as I But you won't have them wherever you go. Well, the Mad Dog thinks differently. He thinks they'll be joining me. And my wife told me <laughs> she's going to jump in the coffin with me anyway, so you don't know that. But, um, but, but I'm afraid. Mad Dog, my mother's a believer like you. She's very spiritual. She's got a whole story. You should hear her story. It makes yours look like child's play. She's got uh, all different levels, and you get to choose if you come back or not, if you got something wrong. There's all kind of rules, and she knows everything. But uh, I, I am of the belief, and I hate to say this, and I'm the first person to say, God, please help me. I had a lot of religious training. But I'm afraid we're going to die, and that's it. That's it. I die. There's the- no way I can believe that, Howard. And you can't believe it either. There's no way you can believe that. I don't want to believe it. I, Look I wish, at but the I- good fortune. Look at the good fortune the both of us oh. have had. Why? You mean then- all those people who are not having fortune are not going to heaven? Uh, well, I mean, I, I, I'm speaking for us three now. <laughs> right. Of course, I mean, I, I mean, those poor kids in Texas, you think those kids aren't going to go to heaven? Those well, they should so. get a pass. Yeah, I hope so. I, I swear to God, Sandy Hook. You think those kids in Sandy I, Hook? I, I pray to God that those young children. Uh, and uh, listen, these and are the parents. worst. And the parents. And the parents. The parents are going through hell. I you're can't telling believe. Me those parents, you're telling me those parents are never going to see those young kids again. I don't know how kids. to get. I don't know how to get through today. I, if my, when my kids would break an arm, I'd go bizarre. I remember one time I had to take my daughter. Deborah to the hospital when she was little. Turned out she had nothing wrong. Well, the doctors had to throw me out of the uh, uh, out of the emergency room because I was carrying on. They said you're hysterical. You better get your shit together. That's what the guy said to me. Threw me out. 
Because yeah, you're no I, yeah. good for your daughter in that state. Th- that's exactly. what they said. You're making her cuckoo. And I said, well, okay, I'll leave. And uh, it's the same. I mean, I don't know how these parents recover from something like that. I just are you, they don't. Are you afraid of death, Howard? Petrified. Robin, how about you? No. Sometimes I, I elect to go. <laughs> I, I try not to think about it, but petrified I am not. You're petrified of death, Howard? Petrified. Why do you think? Why do you think I haven't left my house? I don't want to die. I don't want to get COVID. I'll be the one stupid you're bastard. You're a hypochondriac. Even... Uh, being a hypochondriac yes. doesn't mean you're afraid of death. It's a different thing. I'm different both. Thing. I'm both. I got the double whammy. I'm afraid of death <laughs> and I'm a hypochondriac. Well, that's the other thing. You're hey, not dying I'll tell you COVID. something. You've taken I'll tell you. three booster shots. You're 100% healthy. You can't come into the station a couple days a week. Robin taunts death. You got to hear this. Here's a woman. <laughs> Going through chemotherapy, etc. Right. She went I to a went through pe- chemotherapy. Excuse me, not going through anything. Who saw that? Beat it. Beat it. Yes. Compro- compromised immune system. Went to a wedding. I vey. Right indoors. Wow. No mask. Have a job, Robin. Good for you. And no mask. <laughs> so you. there you go. Hey, let me ask you a tougher question. You think Mike Francesa is going to heaven the way yes, he treats you? Mike's, you Mike's got a hell of a good heart. I know Mike better than anybody. Anybody in the world, nobody knows him better than me. And Mike's got a good heart. Down deep. Down deep. Might have to search for it occasionally, but he's got a good heart. Outwardly, well, maybe, uh, outwardly maybe he can bother people. Down deep. Mike's got a good heart. What else can you do? So, you know, you, 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 you are afraid of death. You don't see yourself no. coming back in the channel, but you still enjoy doing the 112 radio shows a year. I look. It's a love-hate thing. I've been doing this my whole life. I'm doing it a long time, just like you. But at the end of the day, I love radio. I chose radio. You know, I was offered uh, the big television deal uh, years ago, Fox Network, take over the Joan Rivers, go up against Johnny Carson, all this shit. I turned it down. You know why? I love radio. And radio is changing now with podcasts. I don't know a person who doesn't have a radio show. Uh, radio I mean, is definitely radio, Howard. You're right. Radio is so much different than it was 20 years ago. Oh my right. God! They listen. But I'm a radio, they do, Howard. They listen in snippets. Right. They hear a little cut. They they hear a little segment. They uh, people put it out on social media. This interview that we've done here that we've had a good time with this what hour and ten minutes whatever it might be. They're, yeah. they're going to hear too long. snippets. They're going to hear right. snippets. This that didn't happen thirty years ago. Uh, Mad dog. Nobody has an attention span anymore. You understand that's that? Too. That's yeah, right. No. That's how many people read a book? Not too many, including me. What do you think of that? Uh, I, I I stood. You know what book that I read. That I loved. That you Go should ahead. get him on. That you should get him on. The boys. It's about Ron Howard and his brother Clint growing up as childhood actors in California. No, who wrote with their it? Parents. Who wrote it? They, it's a memoir that both of them did. You know what? I love that Ron Howard's brother, that Clint Howard. Holy oh, it's shit! Great. You that would, little fucker. You remember him on the Twilight Zone when he played an star, alien? He did. He did. Star, he did Star Trek. He did Gentle Ben with the with the bear down with Dennis Weaver down in Florida. And he had. And he had oh, some he, mug. You had. You had. <laughs> you, you had. 
you had you had Ron Howard, who played this good-looking, clean-cut kid on TV, Opie, right? And yes. then you had his brother, who was playing weird aliens. The two of them, it was like twin, the, the movie Twins with Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger. And I got news for you. I was a big Clint Howard guy. That's Most- fascinating. I didn't. I love Ron Howard as a director. You know all those great movies he did, uh, and I, he did 257 Opies on the Andy Griffith Show. Right. Then he turned around. Then he turned around and did Happy Days with Winkler. He did a million movies, and he's directed a million movies. And he's got that uh, Imagine uh, Production Company. They done. They did a great thing on the Beatles. I'm sure you saw that from five years ago, two hours. And I tried to get both of them on, and I couldn't do it. I saw him on a Today Show in November. I got the book for Christmas. I read it over in January. I said, this book is phenomenal. I got to get him on. But is it it a whitewash? In other words, they really come clean and talk about everything? Yes, drugs. Yes, in there. Drugs? Ron Howard. You know, Ron Howard met his his wife when he was 16 years of age. Did you know that? Did he cheat on her? He He must. All that fame, all those years... You're telling me he only fucked his wife. That's it. He never. You'd have to ask him. It's not an impression. That's the impression. That should be chapter one. Yeah, I've had I've had Ron Howard on. I had him on a couple of times. And uh, a gentleman, I liked him very much. He's a sweet guy. Why don't you get Gary to get him on and talk about this book? You want to know why? I'll tell you why. I do 112 shows a year, right? Correct. And I got, I generally will take a guest once a week. I don't want a guest every day. You understand? Of course I understand. Okay. So, I understand. figure, that do that the math, hold so it good. a second. You're good at that math except when you so negotiate, good. except when you negotiate your salary. Let, let me, listen to me. The, let's say I have one guest a week, basically. That's because I feel that's what my audience wants. They like a guest, but they also like the regular radio show without the guest. So I, I so that's 30 guests. And we got a lot of people I want to talk to. Now, I like Ron Howard, but is Ron Howard going to be one of the 30? That's the problem I've got. Uh, uh, that's fair. It's a good explanation. I know you haven't read books. Do me a favor. Can I'm going to read favor? it. I'm looking I, for a book. I gave the book to my 21-year-old, 20-year-old daughter, and she loves it. Okay. You know what I read? I got to tell you, though. I took your recommendation the last time about the Laurel Canyon book. I'll be honest with you. I didn't love it. Oh, what I didn't book love was, it. I said the documentary, not the book. What book did I No, say? you told me to get some book, and I felt the guy was just, he was too much into Jackson Brown and some of the, I would say, lesser artists. Uh, in my opinion, he should have uh, focused give, on different. Well, well, give, give me a second. Can you give me a second chance? All right. Can you give me a I'm second gonna get chance? The, I'm going to get Ron Howard and Clint Howard's book. If it was just Ron Howard, I wouldn't read it. But if it's Clint Howard, I'll read it. <laughs> it's 50%. That, it's 50%. They talk about their parents or, uh, doing all those shows. Oh, you get it. You love that stuff. It's great. But your last book recommendation was well, terrible. I didn't realize it was I'm, bad. All right, so I'm over it one. was bad. Give me a, uh, when when Mickey right. Mantle struck out in the bottom of the first inning, did, did they pinch hit for him in the third and the fourth inning? No. no they gave him another when chance. Brady, all right. I'm I'm gonna, when Brady has I'm a gonna, bad first quarter, do they take him out of the game? 
No. I'm, I am going to Thank read you. your recommendation. Your judgment is on the line, though. Right. But I love books that are, you know, people talking, people who have had successful careers. I do love, especially in show business music or in the uh, in TV and film, I do love reading about their rise to fame. So I will read it. I will read it. The Boys. Um, you got to get it. The Boys. The Boys. You know what I was going to ask? Uh, yeah, I guess they called them the boys, huh? The boys. Well, because you the think- parents, their, their parents were their managers. So the parents had to manage their two childhood careers. Very difficult. Oh, that's so wrong, though. Isn't that wrong? If you're a kid, well, you would never do rule. that. Well, they made a rule. You know, they made a rule with Jackie. Was it Jackie Cooper who in the 20s right. did the Jackie TV show? Jackie Coogan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jackie, Jackie Cooper. Jackie Cooper. Yeah. Jackie Cooper. They made the because his parents <laughs> stole all the money. That's right. So he didn't have any money. So there's a law now, if you are a childhood actor, you have to put 15% of the money that he earns in an escrow account. And they yeah. made that rule because of Coogan. And most managers in that spot get 10%. His parents only took 5% of both Clint and Ron because they managed their career. It is a freaking great book. Get the book. I know what the book God was. You recommended the book to me, Rock Me on the Water, the last time you were on. That was the one I didn't like so much. But What was that I, about? Oh, that's I, I, the that, book about, that's the CNN guy. Oh, yes, Brownstein, Ronald Brownstein. I don't know. I, 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 you I didn't, didn't like love it. That? Didn't love it. Didn't love it, but I bailed out on it. But. You did recommend the music special Laurel Canyon, and I like that. That was the one on Epics. That was good. So I, I'll yeah. give you that. So now, I'm one for two. I'm one for two. That, okay. That's right. Now, uh, here's the thing I was going to ask you. You're a big uh, Carpenters fan. I was shocked to learn this about you. I I don't know anyone besides you who loves the Carpenters that much. I mean, you're should the Carpenters be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Yeah, I thought of that. I know, I know, how, how is Karen Carpenter one of the five or six great voices of all time? How the hell is she not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Well, I can tell you why. The what music, is- the music was middle of the road. It was, uh, it I was, get they- that. You're telling me she didn't have a great singing voice? She but had a great voice. Who did she influence in rock and roll? Uh, you know, you want me to go through all these guys in the Hall of Fame and f- find out who influenced what? I mean, geez. I mean, <laughs> I-, I guarantee I'll find some people who shouldn't be in there. How is she not in the Hall of Fame? You know what I said? I said to the guys, tell Mad Dog I'll have him on for five minutes. We just want to know if he wants to be in the Radio Hall of Fame. <laughs> Here we are about an hour and 17 minutes in. And, uh, you can't you can't get off the phone with Mad Dog. He's a compelling character. He really is. You're the greatest. You really are. I have to Nobody's say. Nobody's better than you. Now, today, I'm going to go do my makeup now. I got my suit on. Oh, I gotta get. To I gotta. Show. I gotta clean my eyewear, and I gotta go put a microphone on, and I gotta make America be happy with Stephen A. Do me a favor. Have Gary get a snippet, and have him send it to you. I'm so gonna watch. Painting it. and having your little walk, and Robin, <laughs> you too. And you I'm have your little walk out there in the you know in the middle of nowhere in the uh, Long right, Island pal. or West Palm, wherever you are, L.A. <laughs> All right, Mad Dog Russo. Make sure you can also hear, of course, Mad Dog Russo on Mad Dog Unleashed from 3 to 6 p.m. on Mad Dog Sports Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 82. So far, not in the Radio Hall of Fame. He says from 1 to 10, he's a 7. He wants it that bad. And I still have no shot. I still have no shot of you saying 
uh, welcome me into the Hall of Fame, even if it's we agreed. Moment. We agreed the last time we talked that you would ask David Letterman. I thought that would be a good guy to have. I, I will. Your... I will do that. I will do that. Good. But you're going to yeah. have to help me reach out to him if no, I ever get uh, in. Uh, I'm not bothering him. Uh, I, neither do I. I'm not bothering the man. Thank you. <laughs> you think he'll do it? You think he'll do it? No, Letterman I don't. Might. I'm, I'm just trying to get me out of doing it. That's all. Uh, so, so that means you would do it if I was. Desperate. No, no. You want to know something? I'll tell you why I'd be the wrong guy to induct you into the Radio Hall of Fame. I am not comfortable in front of live audiences. I don't like it. I don't like seeing people. And I really wouldn't do you justice. I believe others are more articulate. And I'll tell you, you mentioned the guy earlier, who I happen to think is an excellent broadcaster. Used to work with Jay Thomas on 99 WXLO. The sports guy you mentioned earlier. Who's that? Um, Steiner. Steiner. Thank you, Robin. Charlie Charlie Steiner. Charlie would be good. That's a good one. Charlie Steiner would be good. Charlie would be good. And I'll tell you another guy who would be good to induct you into the Radio Hall of Fame. Stephen A. Stephen A. I've thought of that. I How about, you know, wouldn't everybody maybe, love maybe Stephen A would do it. But 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 here's the thing with you, Howard. Here's the thing with you. Stephen A is a TV personality. Charlie right. was a play by play guy of radio. Uh, you know, he's a radio guy. But right. Charlie Steiner good. would be good. Charlie would and, be good. And I'll tell you another guy who would be good to induct you into the Radio Hall of Fame. Stephen oh. A. Stephen I've A. Thought of that. I've thought of that. I How about, you know, wouldn't everybody maybe, love maybe Stephen A would do it. But 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 here's the thing with you, Howard. Here's the thing with you. Stephen A is a TV personality. Charlie right. was a play by play guy of radio uh, you know, he's a radio guy, but he's right. a play by play guy of the Dodgers. You you know what it means as a talk show host to do it for a long period of time, hour upon hour. Day after day, week after week, month after month. You also know what it's like to switch venues and keep an audience going. And you've done it for 50, 50, what, 45, 50 years? Something like that. I've done it for 38. So you would understand how being successful, longevity. Well, people people want the reunion. That's why I want you. What about Robin Brings? Robin. I'm not doing it because I I don't want to leave my house. But what about what Robin says, Mike Francesco? What about I, I him? I considered that too. I thought of that too. Thought That's of that a guy. Too. There's a guy you work with, and 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 in a pinch, you got Human Newman who works at Sirius. He's <laughs> held on to audiences for years. And and I'll tell you who else. Who's that? Why don't you ask Mel Carmazan? He I was your boss. I, I, you know, he's not in. How could he not be in that Hall of Fame? Oh, geez, well, that's what I'm that. saying. You should call yeah, I, Mel I Carmazan. Yeah, you, you, you got should... the right. If, if it's not going to be you and it doesn't appear right. that I'm going to be able to budge you, you don't right. think Dave will do it. So right. I'm going to have to go to plan. I don't want to look at it that way. I'll have to go to a different plan of attack. And you I want my prediction? But, you but, want my but, prediction? Also, you want my prediction? Not, Yes. You're going to have to go to plan B, plan C, plan D, plan E, plan F, and you're going to end up with Human Newman. I'm telling you. That's who's going to be inducting you. We also, we also have to get in, Howard. We're right. not in. All right. First things first. All right. Listen, We're Mad Dog. I love in. you. 
Thanks for answering you my question. Hey, uh, thanks. Uh, thanks. Hey, most importantly, thanks for putting me on. You know I love Absolutely. you very much. Anytime. I love you. Take care. That's Chris okay. Mad Dog Russo, a soon-to-be Radio Hall of Famer. I've got hope for this guy. You you think that's going to happen this time? This time. This time, I think, I think fifth time's the charm. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> He's got the gift of gab, this guy. Oh, my goodness. He can gab about anything, which is what you need. But I really, what a babyish view of heaven. I mean, he's... Uh, you know what? It's a lot of people who need that view. Don't be a big shot uh. over there. You're a little bit of a big shot these days with your special diet and fast, intermittent fasting. No, and, come on. And you, uh, now that you're we're skinny... All, we're going to go see God? Listen... Chris is a You know how many guy. people are in heaven? If everybody who's died before us goes heaven, to heaven, God can't be seeing everybody. Heaven, heaven is infinite. Stop it. <laughs> you know that. Listen, Mad Dogs, this is a guy who's been, you know, faithful to his wife. The worst thing he does is have a gummy. Uh, <laughs> he's never killed anybody. He's very very um kind to other broadcasters and things you know i i've done horrible things i know i'm not going to go to his version of heaven because first of all every time we beat a guy in radio we had a funeral for him where we publicly humiliate him that's enough to oh, kick oh, it right we publicly out humiliated him before that's right they ever lost we just you know beat it into the ground with the funeral we're horrible people. We're not going anywhere. <laughs> that's why I'm hoping that Mad Dog's wrong. Well, that's why wrong. I left. There, there can't be a heaven without our <laughs> Right. Uh, well, you know, the sad part is you can't say I told you so when you're dead and there's no heaven. You can't go, <laughs> Mad Dog, I'm laying here like a, like a fucking lox and nothing's happening. All right. Anyway, I got to take a break. Thank you, Mad Dog, for coming on and answering the question, do you want to be in the Radio Hall of Fame? Jeez, I'll tell you, I just went and peed. Thing comes out like a sprinkler, like 27 different directions. What the fuck that's about? What the hell? I, I got, I Is got there something in there? You know, sometimes I, when your spigot gets clogged, it starts spewing in different directions. Yeah, I know. I don't know what to do about it. Like the, <laughs> It like ended up everywhere but the toilet, and then I'm like... Oh. Like I'm feeling good about myself, like I'm in the middle of a radio show, and then I'm like, I'm now looking for a Clorox wipe so I can wipe up everywhere. <laughs> I'm like, oh, look at the big star now. Yeah. Mr. Hollywood. Sitting there cleaning the up the shot. urine. Yeah. The big shot. Mr. What the hell, you big shot? <laughs> cleaning up urine. I tell you, I'm exhausted. Oh, last night I was just so upset. Because right, you know, my father acts up right before I go to bed, you know. Uh. And I get the call. I get the call. Your father is acting up. I go, what's he doing? They go, ah, oh, you know, being belligerent, yelling, carrying on. He's upsetting your mother. Uh, What do you want to do? Blah, blah, blah. You know, so. Yeah. Send some dudes over to try to talk some sense into him. Get him to take his medication. That calms him down. I don't know. Earlier in the day, he took his Depakote, you know, like a good soldier. No right. problem. All calm. Depakote keeps him calm. I'm thinking of going on it myself. Uh, <laughs> we had to put one of our cats on uh, Gabapentin. I was like, 
Hmm, that sounds pretty good. Keeps you calm. What's Maybe I'll go for? on that. <laughs> yeah. Ellie, how do I get on that? I had a buddy I who had to go on. Gabapentin. What is that? I had a buddy who had to go on, and he was having uh, kidney stones. They they gave him a little shot of, well, not a shot, but a, a pill, gabapentin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, uh, I guess it's like a little bit of a. I don't know what it is actually, but. <laughs> But I don't know. My dad's gone completely kablooey. Like, you know, he'll get crazy and like, sometimes he wants to be naked. That's a thing with old dudes. They, they want to be naked. Well, it's the thing with dementia because I I had a friend whose mother, you know, uh, they'd find her in the front yard naked. And, you know, that's not a good look (laughs) when you live in a neighborhood. So they were always grabbing her and, you know, she didn't want to go back into the house. Yeah, I know what you mean. Like, my dad wanted to get out in the hall because they live in an apartment situation. And, uh, you know, I moved him into something like that. And he wanted to go out in the hall and run around naked. And I was like, oh, shit. You know, other people live there. I can't have that. (laughs) Nobody wants to see that. And then when he calms down, if you can get him calm, sometimes he's got to go to the emergency room. So I'm I'm like, Jesus Christ, it's like almost 9 o'clock at night. And I'm waiting for the word and this and that. And... You know, then I get all charged up. And my wife goes, all right, you got to go to sleep. You got to work tomorrow. But, uh, yeah, and then, you know, then my mom, she's finally okay. So when she starts getting scared of him, because, you know, she gets upset and scared. And then she throws, he throws her off. So Ugh. I can't imagine, even if I get dementia. I can't imagine I want to show my penis. There's going to be something deep down inside that's going to say, you asshole. You think there'll be a, a one thing that you won't yeah. do. Yeah, I really do. I don't think I'll be so demented. You know, some little voice in me will go, just, you know, I know you have no fucking memory. You don't even remember, you know, what day it is. But Jesus Christ, try to remember you got nothing down there. <laughs> but no Howard, fucking, that's yeah. when they know you're really off. Is, uh-oh, he's showing his penis. He's really lost it. If I'm at the point in life where I'm showing this little nubbin off, that's that's when you get rid of me. That's when you say, hey, put the pillow over this fucking guy's face. Okay? You know what I mean? Help me out. Help a brother out. Uh, let's see. Uh, Joni's on the air in Pennsylvania. And then I'm going to play a little game with you. It's It's a fun game. You'll like this. Also, hey now. Uh, good morning. It's a pleasure to speak to you. Anybody but uh, anyone who, who isn't my, fa- my father. Hey now. Oh, man. If I, what am I going to do? I never have to picture my, at my age, I'd be taking care of my parents like this. What would but you I think am. was going to happen? You think this would happen earlier? Or did yeah, you yeah, just thought not they think would, about it? I just figured they'd go when they, you know, I remember they're like, when they, they're 90 at the most. I mean, I didn't think. My mother's made a full comeback. She's full strength. You know, she doesn't, she uh, likes the wheelchair now because oh, really? she don't want to, she's tired, but she's tired because she doesn't need anything. Oh, she's still not eating that much. She's like, I don't feel to eat. I smell the food. It smells good. Then I go to eat. I don't feel to eat. You know, that could still be her taste buds being off from COVID. That's what I said to her. You would have been proud of me. I said, you know, don't get COVID again because you ain't going to survive it a second time. But they don't let they, I, I don't know. I hope people are wearing a mask. I tell them all to wear a mask because it works. 
Anyway, I think, well, I looked her over the other day. She looks ready for another decade. I got to keep this job. You have no idea what I'm spending on those two. You think you're laughing over there. I got a real problem. I mean, we got a problem in this country. This is, this is a problem people would love to have. You know, they're losing their loved ones. They're, oh. they're missing their parents, you know, and they're well, saying, oh, another day. I wish I'd had one more day. Well, I'm a narcissist, so it's impossible for me to love anyone. <laughs> so I'm having a hard time over here. You know what I mean? In fact, uh, I'll describe narcissistic love. When you're a narcissist, you love people the way you love your television set. Like you look at it and you go, man, that's, I love my television set. It's so much fun. I go, I watch TV. It entertains me. And then one day if the show's just shitty, you go, I'm going to throw this fucking thing away. It's not fun anymore. <laughs> That's the definition of narcissistic love. So you're in big Who's trouble. Love if you're... isn't narcissistic, then. Uh, well, well, you, you're another story. <laughs> I'm not going to talk to you about it. What can I do for you, Joni? Or Good yeah, morning. Hey, jo- Joni. Yeah, hi. Yes, sir. Good morning. Thanks for taking my call. Thrilled to speak to the two of you. I just wanted to comment about, Howard, when you were speaking to Chris Russo about you like to do, you know, just maybe one a week, an interview. And I just feel like that's where my fan base enjoys that. I'm one of your millions of fan base. I, it's, I thoroughly enjoy it. Thoroughly enjoy it. Oh, uh, um, thank you. I, I love doing the interviews. And, um, you know, maybe, uh, you know, for once in a while, I'll up it to two a week uh, or something like that. But, you know, I try to give you a balance of different things. So You sure do. Yeah. And I was uh, watching the documentary or Netflix with um, riding in cars with comedians having coffee. And there was a bit where Jerry Seinfeld was having uh, Ellen on and he was talking about, you know, what he's doing and he's, he can't interview someone he's not interested in. And I almost wondered, I wonder how that is for you because for me, I, when I'm listening, if it was someone who I've never really heard of or wasn't ever interested in, you pull it in. You have that magic, you and Robin. And truly, I just was curious to know how you feel about that when you choose the people you bring on to interview. Uh, I could interview pretty much everyone. Uh, you know, it's funny. I I started uh, to, to do interviews on the radio in Hartford on Sunday mornings. They needed a public affairs show. And my job was there was nobody in Hartford to interview. So I would interview the local car dealer. Or, uh, was it a half hour, an hour show? I don't even remember now. Or I would interview the, um, a local politician. If I, that, you know, that would be a big deal. But mostly it was people who, you know, everyday people who had regular jobs. Uh-huh. Either they worked in a car dealer or they worked at the local, um, uh, you name it, the local supermarket, whatever it was, whoever they put there in the studio, I'd interview them and I got news for you. I found most people interesting. I found that everybody had a story. Now, uh, so I enjoyed it. And, uh, so, so getting to interview people in show business or sports or music, you know, this kind of thing, uh, I find it very interesting because they all have a great story to tell. Somehow, uh, these people were able to put together a career where they became well known and they became most of them superstars and 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 became experts in their field and it's always interesting to me 
Uh, no matter who the person was, I remember I was sitting and talking to like Jewel, the uh, singer, and then she's talking about her upbringing in Alaska and the horrors of, uh, you know, I mean, it, her life just sounded like impossible. She was living out of her car. She's performing in these shitholes and, and somehow she, you know, she, she did this and she did that and she came up. Same with like a Cheryl Crow, similar kind of thing. I mean, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's amazing or anybody, I feel like everybody has a story to tell. I really do. Uh, you just got to pull it out of them the right way so that the audience cares too. So good. I'm glad you enjoy that, Joni. And, uh, we will be doing a lot more interviews, um, as time goes on. Okay. Looking forward to that. If I could just, Howard, I watched, um, a talk show in the morning. It's, uh, Drew Barrymore had Ron Howard and his brother on, and uh, it was really fascinating. I agree with Chris Russo. It was really fascinating, and I, I, I come in agreement. I feel like, you know, the Stern Show would really enjoy that in the listeners. But lastly, I just want to say, I think, just want to say that, you know, I'm holding your parents and my prayers and your Thank processes you. and all, and the work that you're doing to help out to support your mother and father. Not everyone can do that, so... You should feel good about that. And thanks for taking my call. Thank you. you Thank you so very much. Thank you. Thank you. And I'm glad you mentioned prayers because I'm going to uh, do a little game now. Thank you. What will these religious shows pray for? What will they pray for? In other words, uh, we have found these shows now that uh, you can call in and you say to the host, would you pray for me? Yeah. Would you pray that my mother gets better? Would you pray that my father um, uh, gets uh, his health back? But what if you ask for crazy shit? Will they pray for it or will they set you straight? Or are these shows not even paying attention and they're praying for just about anything? <laughs> Robin, it's going to be your job now to guess whether or not okay. they will pray for certain things. And Internet radio now, because of Internet radio, you got the kookiest of kooky radio uh, religious shows. They should be too um, kooky to get on the air, but they're not. <laughs> well, now it's an internet. There's no more getting on the air. You know, there used to be oh. there used to be radio stations for you to yeah, get on. You'd gateway, have to be. You know, there was a gate to come down and stop this stuff. You, you had to be semi-normal to get on the air. <laughs> Even if you weren't, you had to play the game. But uh, I still pray. I, uh, yesterday, I prayed that my father would keep his penis in his pants and not go out naked. <laughs> would they pray for that <laughs> yeah. but anyway the kooky floodgates are open and we're excited about it so here we go i'll start with an easy one and then i'll make a more difficult would All you right. like that okay All right. here we go whatever an easy one might be all right wait a minute you're so, telling me that some of these things were rejected is that that's okay? right you got to figure out which ones were rejected. I mean, you know what? I'm not even going to tell you that. Maybe all of them were prayed for. You don't know anything. But let me give you the setup. Uh, the, here, here we are asking for, um, please pray for any woman, for any reason to get an abortion, that God will strike lightning down upon her. Now, you know, you would think that that is something they would pray for. Here, no, here's the question. that would be an immediate no, right? You're right. Well, listen. Could you please pray that if any woman for any reason gets an abortion, that God will strike lightning down upon her? You would think they would pray. Oh, wait a minute. Uh, that was the difference. Okay. I was misunderstanding. Okay. Yes, they will pray for that. 
I would agree with that. I mean, the, 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 the religious people hate abortion. Yeah, uh, they want to kill would... the the mother, but they didn't want to kill the baby. Okay, right. You would think if somebody was into Jesus Christ, they would say, "I don't want to see anybody get hit by lightning." But let's see what. Yeah, happens. and there's a "Thou shall not kill." That's one of the ten, right? But right? well, we're talking kooky internet radio <laughs> shows. Here we go. The um, punishment for that is usually death. Well, we're gonna pray with that. So, Heavenly Father, we come to you. And Lord, you know, if you gave life, only you could take life, Lord. I can agree Amen. With that. Close your legs. Stop fornicating. Close your legs. Amen. So there you go, Robin. You're on the scoreboard with one right answer. Uh, and remember, close your legs, stop fornicating. Now, I would hope that's what, the what advice. What do men get to do to stay, you know, to stop this scourge? Or in the case of rape or, uh, you know, are they are they telling the rape victim to close their legs or are they telling the fucking rapist to close his legs? That's what I want to know. Well, I'm saying that all I heard was women close your legs, not right. anything about men. Well, wait, you can wait till you hear the rest of these. <laughs> Here is your next setup. You ready? You tell me whether or not they prayed. Can you please pray that all gay people become straight? And if they don't, may God wipe them out with a giant tsunami. <laughs> would yes, they, pray, they for that? pray for that. Let's see if you're right. I totally agree. It may look cute that we accept to see two men kissing or two men having anal sex. We should know that it is a grievous sin. Amen. Oh, God, we put homosexuality to a flight right now. Break the bands of wickedness. Break the spirit of homosexuality. Hallelujah. Amen. There you go, Robin. A lot of prayer against homosexuals. And How uh, long you were right again. been praying to God to get rid of homosexuals? I know he's and not listening. And those prayers have just completely gone unanswered. That's right. So there you go. Yes. They prayed that the gays who do not go straight will be killed by a tsunami. A tsunami. <laughs> Even if they're on, you know, some landlocked place. <laughs> All right. Here's an interesting one. will get them. Let's see how you do. So far, you're very good at this. But let's see. Can we please pray once and for all? That O.J. Simpson finds the person who killed his wife, Nicole. <laughs> now, will the religious kooks... They would pay for that. Play, I mean, you, pray for that, wouldn't they? You, feel they, you don't think they're going to use some common sense and say, I think we kind of know who uh, killed uh, Nicole, or you think they're going to no, pray? No, they're going to pray. Common All sense. Right. Come on. Let's see. Let's see if you're right. Yes. Gracious Father, we come for the request of O.J. Simpson that they will find who... It's the real murderer, dear Henry Father, of his wife. You know who it is, dear Henry Father. You know where they are, where they're located, dear Henry Father. We ask you to bring it to justice in the name of Jesus. There you go. You, you want to say, don't you think O.J. did it, lady? <laughs> well, at least she didn't say that O.J. didn't do it. <laughs> she said, whoever it is, hmm. bring him yes. to justice. Jesus, help the juice out, for God's sake. <laughs> All right, here's it. So far, you're very good at this game, Robin. I thought that one might throw you, but let's see what, how you do with this one. 
I think Putin's on the money. Mm. I just pray that he gets rid of Ukraine. Well, can we pray for that? Can we ask that God help Putin destroy Ukraine? What do you think? Hmm. All right, this All is right. a tough one. Well, but they're going to get harder. That's right. Oh boy! Doesn't it depend I'm on? Say, doesn't what? it depend on how many gays are in Ukraine? You know well, this what I'm is saying? what I'm thinking. Do is is Ukraine harboring gay people and, <laughs> and abortionists? That. Will I don't the know. people? Will <laughs> the people pray on this kooky radio show? Will they pray that Putin destroys the Ukraine? What do you think? I've heard a lot uh, of these uh, religious people um, are, support are, Putin. Uh, opposed to Ukraine and on the yeah. side of Putin. Yeah. So I'm going to say, yes, they're going to pray for this. You think they're going to pray that the Ukraine be destroyed by Vladimir Putin? Yeah. Right, yeah. Let's see if you're right. That would be very odd to me, but let's see. Why do you want something to destroy? You never, ever ask for anything to be destroyed. Mm. Never do that. Mm-hmm. Never do. We don't ask for those things. But they just huh. said okay to the gays being destroyed, but yeah, lightning and tsunamis for women who have abortions, abortions and yeah. gays. So, Robin, again, it is not the easiest game. You no, took a chance. I, I didn't see that one coming. They refused to pray. So there you go. All right, this next one is uh, very interesting. Let's see what happens, Robin. Put on your thinking cap, please. Mm-hmm. My stepsister, she is so beautiful. God has given her a beautiful body and a beautiful face. And I was wondering if you could please pray that my stepsister fall in love with me and fulfill my needs. Because she's not of blood. And if my stepsister falls in love with me, we can get married and have fun and have sex. And it'll be good. Could you please pray for that? Hmm. There you oh, go again. Boy. This is complicated. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I gotta well, say, yeah, they're gonna pray for him. You think they're gonna pray for a stepsister <laughs> to fall in love with her stepbrother? All right, right. You, you listen. <laughs> wow, wow, things have really gotten nuts. But all right, let's see if you're right, Robin. Here we go. Oh my God! I want you to know, creep. God ain't oh. no joke. Now, if you want something to play with, you go play with the devil. By the hmm. way, uh, I'm wrong. You're wrong, uh, but uh, by the way, that was a real request from Sal. Actually, uh, it was not meant to be part of a bit. Wow, this is hard, Robin. You got two wrong, and you got a couple yeah. right, so you're still on the plus side. But you know, I mean, I understand your thinking. I mean, after all, it was a uh, not blood. It's a stepsister. It's not blood. But... He was explaining it. For... Why is he a creep? Because he, you know, looked down the hall and saw a beautiful woman. All right, here we go, Robin. Uh, I guess it was not comfortable for them, but here's your next one. You can redeem yourself with this. Here we go. They're getting harder and harder. Could you please pray for a new COVID variant so I don't have to go back to the office? (laughs) Will they pray for more COVID so this guy can stay home? I'm going to say no. That's ridiculous. All right, if let's they see. won't pray for that guy to have a stepsister marry him, why would they pray for COVID? <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't do that. You, you're trying to get me to pray something that God don't want me to pray. I can't pray that. <laughs> that was a big no. There you go, Rob. Now well, you're, now back, you're on I'm the back. roll. I'm back. You're back. You're back. <laughs> All right. Let's see. Uh, let's see this one. This might be a little tougher. So I have 
boarded a Ukrainian bride via mail order from the Ukraine. What? That's right. And I would like you to please pray that my new Ukrainian bride make it safely across the ocean in that shipping container. All right. He has a. He says his Ukrainian bride is being shipped over in a shipping container. Oh you know God. how difficult it is to get into the country. And um, right. would you please pray for my lovely mail order bride to make well, it into the, the country? Did have a an exclamation at the thought mm-hmm. of a mail order bride? Something did shock her. That's unusual. Yeah. Right. So I got to figure out what that means in the scheme of things. Hmm. Oh, now you're thinking. <sighs> I see you taking the game seriously, and I like I that. I think after she heard that he wanted to marry her, no. that'll erase the mail-order bride thing. And so she prayed for him. All right. Robin says yes. They will pray for the mail-order bride to get over here in her shipping container. Here we go. Alhamdulillah, brother. We prayed for you and your future wife, a Mecca here, across the waters. And the shipping container, make it safe for her. And have the papers all in order so that she can be accepted in America. Amen, amen, amen. Amen. All right, good for you, Rob. Got that one right. Well, I thought that was a tough one. All right, I'm going to give you a tough one here. This is uh, something, again, I asked you to put on your thinking cap. <laughs> um, or your non-thinking I, cap. I don't know right. which cap I should wear. I hope uh, when that bride comes over, they put some holes in the shipping container so she can breathe. Yeah, it'd be uh, terrible yeah. if uh, yeah. she's already dead. <laughs> All right, Robin, put on your thinking cap. Here we go. You're doing well. I'm in love with this young lady. I'm 42 and she's 14 years of age. And I wanted to ask um, if you could please pray that God change the age of consent from 18 to 14. Could we pray for that? Will they pray? Wait a minute. (laughs) Wait a minute. He's he's praying. He wants a prayer to change the law. That's right. He wants Hmm. the age of consent down to 14 years old where he is so he can marry. He didn't even say whether the girl is into him or not. (laughs) He he said that he's saying the the girl, uh, this guy can't wait four years for her to mature. He wants to get married now to a 14-year-old. He's in his 40s. Would they pray for the age of consent to be changed? Are he is he talking to men or women? See, I don't know. Uh, I'll I tell you that there are some men. That in what? And there are some women. It's a, a mixed right. crowd on the religious show. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to hmm. say they did not pray for him. All right, Robin, you're giving them a lot, a lot of credit, and you're saying they would not go along with such a scheme using God to change the age of consent. Let's see if you're right. Here we go. Uh-uh, uh-uh. And what you want with a 14-year-old girl who's a child? That's, that they call that pedophilia. Yeah. If my daughter wanted an older man, I'd probably, you know, hurt her. But anyway. Can you pray that her parents don't find out so I don't get hurt? Well, I can't pray for that either. You need an adult. You need a woman. Because that's wrong. Yeah, well... Well, that logic doesn't make any sense either. He's a pervert, and they say, oh, you need a woman. So- well, they, they, you know, Elvis married a 14-year-old, didn't he? Then moved her right into uh, that mansion Well, he didn't his? marry her. He waited till uh, she was 18. Okay. He just lived with her. Okay, he fair enough. He was just in the house. Something like that. I don't know. I don't know the whole story.
All she right, was Robin. being raised. She went to school. You know, Elvis was just making sure <laughs> that my she Priscilla, was ready when she was ready. My Priscilla was very mature. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. All right. Did they put that in the movie? I hope so. All right. Here we know. go, Robin. You're doing very well. For my count, you've got the, the, most of these right and uh, maybe two wrong out of any. But this one might be the toughest. Right. I saved the toughest for last. Listen to the setup and tell me whether the religious folks will pray for this. Could you please pray that our baby be born light-skinned because we are an interracial couple, as light as possible? Please, Lord, let my child pass the cardboard test. That he should be lighter than cardboard. Make it pray for a light-skinned baby because we are an interracial couple. Will yikes! Strike. Yeah, this is tough. What are you thinking, Robin? Uh, let me sort this out. So there's the way, an interracial couple. Mm-hmm. They he wants the lightest-skinned baby possible. That's right. What are these church folk? going to say mm, that's I the question bet this is a risky bet right i bet they're gonna pray for him wow why would you say that why would why would people pray for a light-skinned baby i think people pray for light-skinned babies <laughs> <laughs> but uh okay all right robin i'm gonna i'm gonna say you here we go I'm robin going says out on the limb howard the religious show will, in fact, pray for light-skinned babies. Here we go. Um, I can honestly tell you we will pray. We just pray that you will give uh, the caller the desire of his heart. We thank you. Uh, very white, you will, very um, light skin, light skin, very light yeah, skin. You will give the caller uh, what he desire, what he's asking in the your name. The in, in, amen. <laughs> the lighter there the you better. go. <laughs> he's going in the background. The lighter, the better, please. <laughs> he wants to make sure it gets in there in his no. request. <laughs> <laughs> Well, wasn't there some question about the the royal family wanted a light skinned baby or something? Didn't uh, I Harry? did hear something about yeah. that? Somebody yeah, asked yeah. me, "What color will this baby be?" Well, Robin, you've done so very well. Uh, congratulations! What do I win? Oh, <laughs> later on, I'm going to give it to you. Your prize. <laughs> I don't want to give it to you on the air for knowing how crazy religious people are. Good for you. Good for you. Uh, let's go to Keith, who wants to say good morning, Keith, in New York, and then we'll end this gab fest. What up? Good morning. How are you? I'm good. What do you want to say? With your bad so phone I'm connection. actually heading into the city. I'm in a, I do extra work on TV and film, and 30 years ago, I was in private parts. I did extra work on the ACDC scene. Oh. I remember you. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you're Keith, right? Yep. Yeah, you were extra when, uh, 500. I remember you, yes. I remember seeing you on, I was on the stage and I looked in and I said, look at this handsome man, Keith. And uh, there you go. Well, do you have a special memory of it or is there something you want to say about it or you want to leave it at that? Uh, well, it was great that the girl was flashing right next to me. <laughs> There you go. All right. There you go. Keith had a good time. He was there 30 years ago or something like that, uh, filming the movie Private Parts. Thank you for being a part of that. Good for you. 
Good for you. Couldn't have done it without you. Go for yoga. Hey, everybody on there played their part. Excellently, I might add. <laughs> um. Oh, look at my buddy Ham Hands. How you doing, pal? Oh. Hey, right. what's up? What's going on? Ham Hands Bill. Yep, <laughs> Ham Hands Bill. We got to know him. How many years ago did we? Uh, did you enter that contest, oh, Ham Hands? Uh, so many years. Uh, you know, it's just, it's, it's just kind of, you know, uh, it was epic. You know, the contest, the voting you got on the show, me oh. winning, getting the jet ski. Dude. Ham hands, everything about that was great. We had a little contest, song parody contest, and Ham hands wrote a song being Robin's a uh, horrible dad, um, uh, uh, attacking her at night in her pajamas. You know um, what? I should have, you know, I didn't know what to do on thanks uh, on Father's Day this past week, and I should have called Ham hands. Ham hands, he would have, he, he did, <laughs> right? Ham hands played your father, so he, he wrote the whole song himself. <laughs> it's a classic and uh and everything about it was funny because the prize was a beautiful brand new jet ski and when ham hands came in for his jet ski we learned he was in a wheelchair the dude's yeah. a paraplegic and uh we were laughing because not at him but we're laughing at the fact that here we were giving a paraplegic a fucking jet ski but <laughs> he was happy he sold it right who you sold it didn't you yeah, I sold it to a cousin for uh, 3200 which I should have taken Dominic Barbara's office. He offered me 3800 Right, 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 right. Yeah, you made a big mistake on that. But you did okay, and you got some money for it. Uh, what can I do for your ham hands? Well, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you cheered me up a little bit with the memories of winning uh, the contest. But my reason calling today is... It's kind of a tragic situation in my house. Uh, it's kind of crazy because for years, as you know, you remember Maria, my aide. Uh, she's been here with me for more than 10 years. But the COVID virus hit my house. Uh, everything went crazy. Now I lost Maria from COVID. And now... I'm forced, I've been forced to take a male uh, home attendant, which, you know, I never mean with a, with a male home attendant. So I'm calling and asking Robin, which is an expert, to come after the show every day. I come, I hunt me out in the house <laughs> to be my home attendant. For a First of week. all, ham hands, uh, let me understand what you're saying. Your your beloved Maria, the woman who I talked to on the air about, she did everything for you. She even wiped your asshole clean and cleaned up your duties. We had an extensive conversation. Are you saying yes. she died from COVID? No. I mean, we both got tested yesterday. I was negative. Uh, she was positive. And within three hours that I call her every hour to see how she's doing, Maria told me she has fever from yesterday. Uh, aches in the body, headaches that come and go, and you name it, you know. So she's not going so to be this is a this is a temporary situation right. where you'll have right. a male aide. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, which which it sounds like could be a week. Are you uh, are you uncomfortable? And I would be too. Having well, maybe I wouldn't. I don't know. 
a man, in other words, you're nervous about being nude with a man and uh, having him wipe your asshole? No, I mean, no, because, you know, you know me, I'm, I'm able. So I, I, I don't watch my, my privates. I, I don't mind a guy or a woman watching my, my behind. Uh, it's just, you know, all these years, even at the Veterans Hospital, it was all women, only the, the male nurses were just giving them medication, no watching the patients. And I to remember, even at the hospital, I had, I had one of the staff uh, blowing me, another staff, two other different staffs jacking me off in bed. So wait a I, second, I wait a second. Hold never on told a second. us that before. Now, that's new information. You're telling me, back in the day, you've had various attendants who would jerk you off and blow you? Yes, yes. Uh, you know, I remember one blonde. She was a staff. I, I, I don't want to say what position, even though that was more than 20 years ago. She came into my room. You know, we were friendly already, you know. And she hinted, you know, joking around that, you know, she 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 started touching my thigh. Next thing you know, she pulled my cock out, already stiff, already dripping. And she got on her knees. I was already on my chair. And she started sucking on it. I, I started, I started pushing it down, and I ended up exploding into her head. Uh, ham hands. This is fat. You know. Listen. First of all, we all know these things happen. Uh, Robin was a nurse. She straddled a patient. She's. Done, I didn't uh, do anything like that. She straddled the patient, as I said, and uh, <laughs> help him be more of a man. But no, but seriously, this is um, this is fascinating. So, this same aide who blew you, it, it, she was the same aide that would like clean up your feces and, and wipe your asshole and and all that stuff, right? Uh, no, no, she was a different stuff. In other words, she didn't deal directly with with patients. I see. She was in, she was in another type of uh, clerical, you know, desk uh, job. So she comes in and she says to you, no bullshitting around, let me blow you. Well, yeah, she, well, she, she didn't say it. She, she, we were friendly, joking around. Uh, a couple of times a week, she used to come to the room. See how I'm doing? I see her on the wall. At that time, I was an inpatient. You know, I was inpatient for two years at the, at the Bronx VA. And like I said, she, 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 she wow. touched my shoulder. Touched you my must shoulder. have been. you. Now, why did it never happen again? What, what, she, she blew you. What happened? No, it, it did. It happened two times. Oh. But the thing is, you know, she, she was married. She was married, so this was something, you know, for her on the side. Let me ask you something. Remember. Yeah, go ahead. I'm, I'm picturing a very unattractive woman. What do you think? <laughs> no, no, she was. She, I have. I, I even have a picture, which I, I would privately, privately show uh, Richard. Uh, yeah, don't show. She, don't show anybody. They keep it quiet. No, no. I mean, you know, the woman was yeah. nice enough to blow Maybe you. Maybe we'll don't run into her one day. We don't want to have right. that thought in our head. <laughs> it could be. What, it could be. It could be somebody on my staff. Could be a family member. I don't. I don't want to know. You know what I mean? She was cute. Yeah, she was cute. She was cute. You know, nice wow. face. She, she was. Wow. She was about maybe five seven. Overweight. You know, I'm picturing no, overweight. No, no, no. 
No, no, she was. What? Well, imagine maybe. Imagine maybe uh, uh, Saad's wife, blonde. Wow. Uh, maybe five, five seven. I mean, not not too big on top, not too big on, on her ass. She's a good-looking woman. But let's be clear: you're not saying it was Sal's wife, though. I mean, literally, she just she was that type. Uh, yes, yes, uh, and also uh, uh, weeks later, she came into the hospital with with a black eye. A black guy. A black guy no, or black a, bl- eye. Oh, a black <laughs> eye. Oh, oh, I thought you were saying that maybe she and the black guy blew you. I don't know. But, uh, no, no. Oh, you she know. had a black eye. So maybe she was being abused at home is what you're saying. Yeah, maybe maybe I was, you know, an escape. Maybe you know, or maybe your penis is so big you poked her in the, the eye with it. Maybe you caused the black eye. Well, I, I, I think there were rumors between nurses and because they all spoke to each other. You know, at one time, one was washing my cock, and there was a, a student uh, nurse that came in to watch and to learn. And she to was learn well, how to wash a cock? Well, I guess, I guess they, 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 they put the students with the regular nurses to come in. Wait a second. I Let me get this right. You were there. And the nurse and the student nurse washed your cock together, and they jerked you off. No, no, no. The, the nurse was washing washing my cock, of course, all stiff. And a student came in, you know, like 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 a high school, not high school, but maybe like a college student, uh, new learning to be in, a nurse or or or, or nurse's assistant, and she was asked to come in. And, and and the other one asked me, is it, is it all right that she come and watch? I said, of course. So the other one, the other one watched while the regular aid nurse was 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 washing my stiff. I've never heard of such a thing, Howard. You're I've, telling I've me. Hold on a second. Wait. Well, listen, everything. it happens. Wait a second. No, ham come hands. on. Washing a cock is not something you need to teach anybody. Well, well, well sure. I, mean, I don't know how to do it. I mean, I need <laughs> lessons. But wait, wait a second, well, ham hands. So you're telling me, and by the way, I like where you were because at least there's an apprentice program for cock washing. Where Robin trained, they never got one. But what you're saying is, in other words, the nurse was doing your cleanup, and then the other nurse was there training. It came to washing your area, and um, and, and she washed the area. Now, did she jerk you off in front of the training nurse? Uh, no, no, but what I, what I want to explain to Robin is that she, she didn't come in to watch the other one watch my cock. Like Howard said, she was giving me a bed bath, and including in the bed bath, it comes to washing my stiff. And, you know, the, the, the practitioner, the one that was learning, she was watching the whole bed bath, and she happens to be there. You know, for the whole bath, while the nurse... Were you completely was, uncovered, Bill? Yes, of course. I mean, I'm, well, what, what, we, what we used to do is, let's say she washing on the arms on my chest, my my from my waist down, I'm covered with a towel. And wait then a second. Came to wait watch, a second. Yeah, wait a second. I don't care about any of that. I'm just trying no, to get this I just, story. I know how a bed bath is given. Yeah, no, we, no. I'm saying you were unsheathed I, I, apart here's the part, at a time. But here's the thing, yeah, Robin, yeah, that I yeah. can't figure out. 
the, the girl who the, the, the who jerked him off. There was no off. jerking off. No jerking off in this story. You're you're down the no. wrong road. No, no the, the, the the jerking off was two two different uh, night uh, nurses. They used to jerk okay. me off at night. But the, all right, all right, all right. You know, you know. In all fairness to me, it's a long morning, and I really <laughs> only understand about every third word with this guy. You know, I hear like you know, I did. Did he say his penis is a stiff? My stiff. It was a stiffy. My, yeah, it was stiff. Stiffy. There was my stiffy. <laughs> all I hear is like every. I catch a word here. I'm a stiff. Oh, okay. Yeah, the 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 nurse jerking me off was not the same that was watching me with the students. All right, all right, all right. I I, I, I can't take it anymore. <laughs> well, listen, I'm sorry your aide is not available. I hope she has a quick recovery from COVID. And I have I hope... to be busy, Bill, and I can't come. Robin is busy, what? but your new male nerd, maybe he'll jerk you off. We'll see what happens. No, no. But, but anyway, uh, Robin, if you, if you cannot come to help me, how about sending me your, your dirty panties? I can use them as a COVID mask. <laughs> now we're talking. Robin, why not send your dirty panties to Ham Hands Bill so he could use it as a COVID mask? You know, oh, I that? just, I don't have any dirty panties. You know, the hey, laundry Bill, was just done. Bill, would you ever, like, seriously, if Robin was kind enough, which I'm going to try and talk to her off the air about, <laughs> if she was kind enough to send her, you know, send her used panties over to you, you would jerk off to them, right? You know, of course. I mean, every guy who knows Robin, how good looking she is, you know, it, it will it smell him a little bit. I think about Robin, maybe watch your porn on, 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 on YouTube or one of those channels. Well, I'll tell you I, one thing, pal. Nobody's ever gotten COVID wearing Robin's panties on their face. <laughs> and also, Robin's panties as kid marks would be like an extra COVID oh. filter. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll talk there about mess. that, too. All right. Thank you. You're a mess, you think? All right, Bill. Thank you. Ham hands, Bill. Uh, and by the way, Robin is a great wiper. I don't think you're going to be finding any skid marks. She brags all the time about her wiping. And how fastidious she is down there. So I don't know. All right, Bill. Thank you. All right, Good Robin. Luck. Thanks for at least trying. Call me anytime, Robin. You got to love him. You got to love your boyfriend, Ham Hands Bill. He's the best. And that song he wrote many years ago, my oh goodness. Oh, my. Jeez, I haven't heard it in ages. Robin. Oh, there it is. Robin, wake up, sweetie. Robin. Robin. Your mommy's asleep. Take up your PJs. That is coming in with the Vaseline. Mm. You body sucks. Come and give that a big hug and a kiss. When we was in the shower, your butt cheeks was warm. Mm. Still warm, maybe some fever. After touching your my hand, smell a like ham. Okay, baby, get a, get in all for I want to grease you up. I need to grease up your butt and check your temperature. You do thank you thank you yes what a love it's it's worse now than before if you don't hear it for a while it really creeps you out i remember we would get millions of entries about thousands certainly of uh entries of song parodies whenever we'd have a contest people loved it and uh you go through them and someone uh i don't know i I would check the quality of what they were choosing, so I would go through some of them randomly. All of a sudden, I see this thing in the throwout pile, <laughs> and I put it in. And I went, wait a second, what is How this? How could you throw that away?
Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm listening to this. Oh, Robin, sweetie, I'm your daddy. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to fuck you. I'm going to put Vaseline and fuck you in the ass. And, uh, you know, and I'm listening to this thing and I go, come over here, guys. <laughs> this, this is in the throw out pile. This is the winner. What are you talking about? We got to play this on the air. This is Stairway to Heaven in the song parodies. It's totally original. Robin, sweetie. It's me, Daddy, and I'm knocking on your door. They go, well, we can't, we thought we couldn't play this on the air. I said, of course you can't. That's exactly why he's going to win. <laughs> <laughs> I said, there's no show in their right mind would put this on the air. Being Robin's abusive father is horrible. Quickly, let's get on the air immediately. <laughs> I never heard anything so. And he he obviously had researched. <laughs> oh my like god, he knew so like much. Ham. Yeah, <laughs> from fingering you, uh, which is so insulting. He fingered Robin, and his hand smells like ham. <laughs> I mean, what? Is, I mean, no woman wants to hear that. But uh, he won the whole contest, and then he comes in in a wheelchair and he won a jet ski. You can't, right. you don't, we can't write that any of it. You know, when yeah. he finally was revealed, we're like, "That's him." Right. <laughs> <laughs> I said, "Fellas, this is the creepiest thing ever put on tape. How do you not? <laughs> how do you throw this away?" <laughs> that has to be preserved. Even said, if it's just for evidence. <laughs> right. What if they need this in the court case? I mean, when the guy goes, Robin, sweetie, your butt cheese is warm. And he means cheeks, but it's butt cheese. Your butt cheese is warm. I mean, oh, my God. So good. <laughs> and everyone loved him. And then I remember he came in on the show and he did it live. And um, it was good. He was terrific. Yeah, and there were, you know what was really funny, was there were some great musicians oh. who had done these elaborate productions <laughs> no, you want, yeah. and, and sung about everything and really tried as hard as they could, and they were aced out by this guy. I, like, <laughs> I said, you guys are not, imagine it's laying there in a garbage pile. Thank God, thank God I went and checked. Oh. I knew not to trust uh, the people in charge. Well, we were looking for something less offensive. I go, well, okay, maybe, <laughs> maybe on a different show. <laughs> anyway, that's the story of Ham Hands Bill, who says uh, right now there is a big problem. Um, he's got a male attendant. All right, Ralphie, what's on your mind? I haven't heard from you all morning. What do you want to say? Yeah, quickly, fuck Ron Howard. Let's have Ham Hands on for three hours. Ron Howard's not going to be as good. <laughs> <laughs> right, that's what I say. I Look think, at the story he pulled out this morning that we had never heard before. He, it's gold. Like you, all of a sudden, you hit gold. <laughs> well, well, we got lucky. We got lucky. And I think hands. quickly. I think that he really thinks that if he could get Robin over there, he can make a job. <laughs> you want to know something? I'll tell you the truth. First of all, he's not a bad-looking guy. That's number one. Number two. Robin has a certain, call it the nursing gene or something. There's something about yeah. this woman who yeah, really like cares. That. Like she would probably help him out because she helped sure, out this guy. The guy, sure. the, the, she helped out a soldier who was feeling bad about himself. Uh, yeah. And she climbed he wasn't on top a of him. Soldier. He was a guy was who he? rode motorcycles. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, that's even more interesting. 
What about all the other guys you did that with, patient? <laughs> I didn't do it with anybody else. Just one. It was a one-time thing. You wouldn't so jerk off ham hands, Bill? You wouldn't feel bad on any level for ham hands and say, you know what, let me help this guy up. Give him a good... What, no, what I have I such mixed feelings about ham hands. You do? Well, all right. Why? Yes. I, I, well, I don't know what he's capable of. Like, if he wasn't in that wheelchair, he might be dangerous. All right. He's dangerous in the wheelchair. You think God put him in that wheelchair just to keep him in I check? So. Right. All he right. was going to well, be up you. to something. These are thoughts Robin, that are coming out of his head. It's painful for us to say goodbye to the audience, but goodbye we must say, and we'll see you next time. Don't forget, next Tuesday, live from the SiriusXM studios in Hollywood, our resident pleasure expert ronnie the limo driver and uh the the great lenny dykstra another sexual yeah. madman they're gonna go head to head in a sex trivia game we call jep horny and uh we love it we love it and um well that's it until next time thank you bye